And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Flashback Fridays. I'm your new host, Randolph Blackburn. If you're new to the show like I am, what we do here on Flashback Fridays is tap into an enormous archive of almost 900 individual episodes from the Jason Modcast Podcast Network. We pick three. I read the information that comes with it and then give it a listen. Afterward, we will talk about a content and we will do this three times and hopefully deliver you at least three hours of audio entertainment. So with all that said, let's find out what our first episode will be. First episode this week is Winning Burbank number 12. This is called Food, Everything from Zombies to Twinkies, originally released on March 12, 2013. It says, Sadie and Day cover a large range of topics this week, from a public zombie panic scare in Montana to the latest info on Great Twinkie Saga. Okay, here we go. Win in Burbank, number 12. Food, everything from zombie to Twinkies. They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to Win in Burbank. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Sadie Burbank. Fear not, folks. <laughs> the zombie apocalypse is <laughs> not coming. I, I enjoyed that article <laughs> well it's I don't know which one to read first um, Great Falls Montana this is out of uh, Daily Press February 12 2013 and the headline is station TV station hacker warns of zombies in Montana <laughs> uh, this is put out by the AP and it's uh Dateline, Great Falls, Montana. A Montana television station's regular programming was interrupted by news of a zombie apocalypse. The Montana te Television Network says hackers broke into the emergency alert system of Great Freaking Falls affiliate KRTV and its CW station Monday. Uh, KRTV says on its website that the hackers broadcast that, quote, dead bodies are rising from their <laughs> graves, unquote, in several Montana counties. They broadcast that in several Montana counties. The alert claimed the bodies were attacking the living, those are in quotes, and warned, that people, warned people not to, quote, approach or apprehend these bodies as they are extremely dangerous, unquote. The network says there is no emergency, and its engineers are investigating. <laughs> That's to me that just that that one sentence alone. There is no emergency. That's just appalling that they felt the need to say that. It just freaking blows my mind. A call to KRTV was referred to a Montana television network executive in Bozeman, John Saunders, who didn't immediately return a call for comment. The Great Falls Tribune reports the hoax alert 
generated at least at least four calls to police to see if it was true. <laughs> uh, it just, you know, I, I, and it doesn't say if they were children who called to see if it was true or... No, people my age running around going, Romero was right, Romero was God. right. <laughs> So then we've got the same newspaper, Daily Press, um, uh, Thursday, February 14th, Happy Valentine's Day. Using alert system for zombie warnings is the headline. This is by Jeff Karub and Matthew Brown of the AP. Headline, Detroit. Warnings about the zombie apocalypse may seem pretty amusing, but officials say they're dead serious about figuring out who hacked into the nation's public <coughs> warning system to broadcast such messages in a handful of states. So far, people in California, Michigan, Montana, and New Mexico have heard the warnings about attacking zombies that have been sent over the emergency alert system. <laughs> I just thought... You know, that thing... I, I, you do too, probably. At odd hours of day and night, when I'm watching television, you know, it interrupts with that me, 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 you know, and it comes across the screen. You know, this is a. Blah. I'm wondering, is that when it would have said, "Yeah, the zombie"? What... <laughs> God, <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? It'd be, uh, it'd be more like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Run for your lives, yeah. zombies are oh, under attack. God. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, local authorities in your area have reported the bodies of the dead are rising from their graves and attacking the living, unquote. One message warned. <laughs> Quote, do not attempt to approach or apprehend these bodies as they are considered extremely dangerous, unquote. The subject matter may be humorous, but Greg McDonald with Montana Broadcasters Association said the consequences of such attacks on the alert system could be severe. This looks like somebody being a prankster, maybe, oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry, this is a quote. This looks like somebody being a prankster, but maybe it's somebody testing just to see if they could do this to do some real damage, unquote, McDonald said. Quote, suddenly you are create a panic and people are fleeing somewhere and you end up with traffic jams and accidents and who knows what, unquote. The U.S. recently replaced its old telephone-based alert system with a web-based one. The Federal Communications Commission, otherwise known as the FCC, sent an urgent advisory Tuesday urging stations to reset their alert, alert system passwords. I would put that in the category of duh. Yeah. So anyway. But here's my thing. Okay. Even if, <laughs> even if I was spun out, you know. I, I, I'd have to be spun out on some really hot stuff to get real worried about that. Well, even if. I mean. Uh, come on. You're talking to the author of the end, okay? I love zombies. Well, yeah. But, it's, but who doesn't love us? I mean, what's to hate? Well, actually, Ernie doesn't like them. He thinks they're messy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. They are. But. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, come on. To really believe that an animated corpse. Okay, now here's 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 a here's a, a devil's advocate. Okay. 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 Uh, I you know, part of. Well, no, it isn't. I was gonna say part of one of the convict volumes has to do with the that subject, but it doesn't really. But let's say we wrote a ghost story. 
Okay. Okay. How far do you want to take that one? That's true. Okay. So, so just because you write about zombies doesn't mean there aren't any. Okay. It's, it's just a little, to me, it seems more far-fetched. I can, I can better imagine, uh, an alert warning, I guess, for ghosts uprising <laughs> than I can zombies. I, for some reason, zombies have never held a real strong reality point for me. I don't know why, but I just, they just, maybe, maybe because it's like, um, um, it's like, I have seen movies, you have too, where something real tiny kills a totally human, grown-up, perverse person, jumps on their face and kills them, right? right? And you, and you're just standing there wondering, okay, A, why don't you pull it off and stomp on it? Or B, take 14 steps in any direction because you can walk faster than it can run. <laughs> right. You know. Or step on it. Yeah, or that. Uh, and so zombies are kind of like that to me because, yeah, if they get a hold of you, they devour you and chew and munch and eat your guts and stuff like that. Okay, right. I get that. But have you seen how slowly they walk? That's true. I mean, and, and, and people barricade themselves into houses, you know, that, that classic zombie movie, the, one of the original, I can't remember what the hell it's called, but anyhow. Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. I and, they're, and they're hammering away, and they're barricading in, and the, and the zombie's fingers reach in and get a hold of the people. What the fuck do you think the middle of the room is for? <laughs> I mean, come on, people. I, you know, so... Even and and, and and my just my dispute point was, therefore they're not real. That's not really fair because that doesn't mean they're not real. It just means they really can't hurt me. Right. Ghosts on another, you know, an evil ghost. If there is such a thing, okay, a nasty-minded ghost could maybe hurt me wherever I am, and so that's got more of a, a fear factor for me. Right. Not so much a reality factor, but just more of a fear. Of, I'm really not afraid of zombies. Let them come. Well, and here, <laughs> here's my thought process, and it's because, and this is the whole reason why, because you've read the end, right? You've, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My zombies are completely different from the traditional zombies, and this, this is the reason why, because I actually looked into zombies. I wanted to make mine more realistic. Yeah. You have a rotting body. Okay? Right, right. They're walking. Their right. body is rotting. Therefore, the oxygen is drying out their their tendons. Right. So right. they're walking. All right. And with what? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and say, within thirty seconds, with no moisture in the tendon, the tendon snaps. Right. Right. What? And the bones break and the body falls. And, yeah, I was gonna say, and the body goes boom. Yeah. Right. Down the boom. <clears throat> and that's just, I don't know. I mean, I I enjoy. Zombie movies. I have a whole slew of them in oh, my, yeah. my collection. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But well, it's like a playpen. It's it's a safety factor right. too. Yeah, it's fun to watch something that you know can't really happen. Right. Now I was watching Poltergeist as I told you when I came in. I was watching Poltergeist before I left and came home. I came here, which feels like home. <laughs> and um, I wasn't even going to bother recording it, but it's it's so well done. It really is a, a well done. It is movie. And so, and I know what happens. I, practically every moment through the movie, I know what happens. And I, you know, I've seen it what seventeen hundred times, right? Uh, but I went ahead and hit the record button anyhow because I got to the part just before 
uh, the mom goes in after the kid. Carolyn, uh -huh. Yeah, she goes in by with the rope, and to, and that's the messiest part of it. And I really don't like that part because I'm not into messy. Right. But um, I just like seeing that movie. And, you know, so many of those people are gone. Well, not so many. Carol Ann is gone. Right. She, she, she died young. Yeah, very young. Um, and okay. the the little lady that plays the yeah. one that solves the their problem, she's gone now. She died, kind of, well, I don't know, at least three years ago, I think. I was going to say recently. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's I enjoy watching their talent, you know, and, and, and the movie. So I decided, well, I'll just, when I go home tonight to cook dinner, I'll, Finish you know, it. I'll finish watching it, yeah. But it's a scary movie, too. It, it, to me, it's scary because there's that unknown. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how to put it. Is there where I draw the line? Right. You know, because zombies are unknown, technically, but I, I don't, I'm not afraid of zombies, okay? Right. Well, it also kind of makes me think, um, I was listening to this on TV or the radio. They were talking about why they made two versions of The Shining. Uh -huh. And the whole reason behind it was Stephen King, who, you know, obviously wrote The Shining. Mm -hmm. uh, what was his name? He he did Clockwork Orange too. The oh, it was. Uh, You're asking me, brain dead lady. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Well, anyway, he's the same person who did The Shining, and Stephen King felt that because he was atheist, not Stephen King, but the guy who did The Shining, the mm -hmm. director, mm -hmm. he felt that because he was atheist, he could not make that connection, that spiritual connection that the story was supposed to make. And that's why uh, he remade it with someone else, uh, with a new direction. Ah, uh, okay. So, and, and I spin that back around with the zombies. I haven't seen, have you seen both? Yeah. Are they both released? Oh, yeah. Um, the, Are they both called The Shining? Yes. That's odd. I don't remember ever having heard about that at all. It was okay. No, I, I mean, honestly, I don't remember hearing that there were two versions of the same... I've always just seen The Shining and, you know, never seen it. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. yeah, no, they came out with it early part of 2000. Same two... stars and everything? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, 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 okay, okay, there you go. All right, so... Yeah. Oh. They, they completely remade the... Ah, gotcha, okay. Well, I I think I think one of the the reasons that movies like The Shining, for example, versus the zombie thing, is that it's so frightening is not just because it's ghosts, okay? Because yeah, ghosts can be scary and everything like that. But the ghosts aren't the scary thing in The Shining. Right. Jack is the scary thing <laughs> in The Shining, okay? And he's very much alive. But but what makes it so terrifying is the. Uh, Isolation factor. Yes. There's, you know, and that's, to me, that's probably the best use of uh, something to, to scare people is the isolate. You can't, the phone won't work. Right. You can't call out for help. You can't yell for help. You can't run for help. You couldn't, you can't drive for help. The weather is closing in and, and you know, all of those factors are preventing her from helping herself and her child but she does right in spite of it and and i think that's to me the enormous appeal of it all is is you know we all like to think we would do so well i probably would cower in the corner someplace and go no, no, no. um and the most interesting part of this whole thing yeah 
is both stories come out of Montana. Dead silence. What do you think the is shining. wrong with the people in Montana? <laughs> the shining. Uh, for those of you in Montana listening to this, I did not mean that as an accusation against you in any way. Um, yeah, The Shining was shot in Montana. You know, I thought it was shot in Colorado at that certain, hotel. Certain parts of the exterior. Ernie knows the name of that hotel, but I don't remember it. The exteriors were shot. In, in Colorado, some interiors were shot in Montana, and some ah. interiors were shot in California. Ah. Well, so. I'll tell you, it's a scary movie, um, and 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 maybe, you know, we're, what are we? We're adults, we're experienced, we're associated with the genre, so we we sit here and go, well, there's no reason we know there's no reason to be afraid, but let's let's put ourselves again in, into the into the position of poorly educated or uneducated or not experienced with the genre or uh, easily misled or whatever. Right. It's it's possibly easy to understand that some people would truly be afraid. Yeah, I'm really trying to stretch here. I know I am, but I'm trying trying to give them the benefit of the doubt that that there may be people who honestly haven't got. Well, I was about to say haven't got sense enough to know better, but I don't mean it that way. It just haven't got experience enough to know better uh, that that zombies don't really exist. And I know I'm taking a big step here, going zombies don't really exist. Okay, I realize I'm putting myself out on a on a limb here. But did she put that thing in her mouth? No, she took something in her mouth, though. Oh, pit it out, honey. Pit it out. Pit it out. Grandma doesn't want to have to do CPR on your ass tonight. I <laughs> got it. Good girl. Yeah, you don't want to put things in your mouth. Mm-mm. For the listeners, um, <laughs> just to let you know, my my daughter's always here with us. Um, her mom usually, you know, watches her while right, we podcast, right. but mom is extremely sick. Mom's so. got bug that the whole family has been sharing all the last two weeks so except you you didn't get it no because you got your flu shot (laughs) yeah well there we go again i don't did i tell you about the myths i have uh i have a an article here i'm big on cutting out articles Hmm. 10 flu myths did i tell you about this That I had cut this out. I don't. You know. told me about it, but we never discussed it. Well, this, and this is not this is not a joke. This is uh, is it a cold or a flu? Okay. Okay. Myth number one: I waited too long. Is it, it it isn't worth it anymore for me to get the flu shot? This is myth number one. Is that true or false? The fact is. Waiting too long. Yeah, she says, the person saying, I waited too long, it isn't worth it anymore for me to get the flu shot. I don't know if it's me or she who said this. Gotcha. The fact is, the flu season still has many weeks to thrive, or has many a week to thrive. It typically lasts from December to March. Getting a flu shot now will protect you for the rest of the season. And this was in the Daily Press, and I don't know what date. I didn't cut that part out. It's all right. you know, March is nearly upon us, but you know what? Even if it's two weeks till the end of flu season, you can still get. It. I don't think the flu bug is keeping track of that. Number one, <laughs> number two, being sick for two weeks is just not worth it. Yeah, because I mean, but it does take a little while. Anyhow, I think that's covered in here. 
Myth number two. I already had the flu this season, so I don't need to get a flu shot. In other words, I've built up immunity, right? That's not If you had the flu, you're protected from that strain. But several other strains abound, and the flu shot protects against three. So, And that's with me, remember? I actually right. had the flu before right. I got the flu shot, but I still got the flu shot. Right, because you're smart. Myth number three, my kids stayed home sick with the flu today, so I got a flu shot. <laughs> the fact is, the flu vaccine doesn't protect you the same day. It takes two weeks to reach maximum effectiveness for the season. So if there's if there's only two weeks to the end of the season, then it may not be worth it to get a flu shot. But like I said, I don't think the flu bugs are keeping track of the dates sometimes. And if we have a longer winter than anticipated. Or the summer flu. Or the summer flu, yeah. Yeah, it's just however long those stupid viruses want to hang out. I oh, Myth number four, I didn't get the flu shot because it could give me the flu. You and I have talked about this yes. on podcasts before. Yeah, we did that on uh, germ warfare. Right. The flu shot does not give you the flu. The vaccine has a dead, inactive virus, so it can't make you sick. That bears repeating. The flu shot is <laughs> a dead, inactive virus, and it cannot make you sick. Please, people, this isn't garbage. This is the truth. Believe it. Myth number five. I hate needles. I'm too scared to get the flu shot. We hear that one a lot. Yeah. And like I said when we were talking about it, I'd rather get one poke in the arm than barf for three days. For real. Or two weeks. Needle-fearing healthy folks ages 2 to 50 can get a nasal spray vaccine. No, I haven't heard about this. Yeah, I have, but I don't know if they're necessarily readily available in your area. You need to check with your physician on that subject. It has a weakened virus. The virus is so weak that you can't get sick from it either. So, it apparently is a live virus, but it's a very weak one. So, myth number six. If I wear a scarf or a mask, I probably won't get the flu. Ha! This fact is that this generally will not prevent you from getting the flu, though it's recommended that you don't touch your face too much. Wearing a mask or a scarf actually won't prevent the flu. And it won't really keep the bugs from your face either. Hand washing is probably the most effective still for keeping the bugs away from your nasal mucosa. Myth number seven. Oh, that, by the way, wait a minute. I shouldn't say that. That last stuff I said about washing your hands and everything, that was not a quote out of the paper. That was me. That was my opinion. That was my educated information there. Now, myth number seven, I had the flu, but I feel better today. I must not be contagious anymore. Oh, heard that before. Oh, yeah. Fact, you are contagious up to seven days after the start of your flu illness. You're also contagious 24 hours before you show symptoms, which is kind of scary. That's kind of like uh, um, AIDS. You know, you've yeah. got it. You don't know you've got it, so you share it. Right. And then you find out you've got it, and it's too late. Okay, <clears throat> myth number nine, and there are only ten, so we're nearly done. <laughs> I'm pregnant, so I can't get the flu vaccine. Fact is, pregnant women especially I was should get the flu shot. 
Because you don't want to be pregnant and have the flu. Yeah, possibility of early, you know, labor or... Well, yeah, and how pregnant are you and, and the effects. Uh, plus, when you're pregnant, you can't, uh, most of the time, medicate for symptoms. Right. Not with over-the-counter medications, anyhow, because there's so many drawbacks to early pregnancy and the use of over-the-counter medications. So that means you have to tolerate the symptoms without any help, which sucks rocks. Okay? Bad enough being pregnant without having to have all those problems and not be able to medicate for them. Headaches, pain, body aches, all that. Lace had the flu, remember? When, when she, she was pregnant. With Zoe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She was she poor thing with got no miserable. Relief. Yeah. Okay, last myth. I got the flu vaccine, so I don't need to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Fact is, you should still be washing your hands, as I said earlier, using a hand sanitizer, enough. Oh, no, sorry coughing into your elbow which is yeah I can reach my elbow <laughs> drinking plenty of fluids and that would be the non-alcoholic type yeah uh, although I guess beer probably wouldn't be so bad you know Still fluid. if you tolerate a lot of beer you know without getting shit based or if you're home and it doesn't matter then it's fluid I don't know uh, that's getting, a whole other story yes it is <laughs> okay getting enough sleep Oh, good luck there. Eating healthfully and exercising regularly, which I'll tell you about later. we got something about exercising. And even then, you still might get the flu. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, this is the source for this. It, that's why I didn't cut out what paper it was in. This was in Daily Poop, but I don't know what date. But the source for this information came from the Chicago Department of Public Health Medical Director, Dr. Julie Morita. Oh, okay. There you go. That yeah. That still covers the basis. Yeah. And then they have the cold or flu symptoms listed too. Uh, fever is rare with a cold. Characteristic with the flu, 102 to 104 lasts three to four days. Headache rare with the cold. Prominent with the flu. General aches and pains slight with a cold. Usually often severe with the flu. Fatigue and weakness, quite mild with a cold, can last two to three weeks with the flu. Prostration, prostration, sorry, I knew I was going to do that. Sorry, guys. Prostration or extreme exhaustion, never with a cold, and early and prominent with the flu. Stuffy nose, common with the cold, sometimes occasionally with the flu. Sneezing, usual with a cold, sometimes with the flu. Sore throat, common with the cold, sometimes with the flu. Chest discomfort and cough, mild to moderate hacking cough with a cold. Common, can become severe with the flu. Possible complications of a cold, sinus congestion, and earache. With the flu, bronchitis, and pneumonia, yeah. which is another really good reason not to get the flu in the first place. And prevention for a cold, there isn't any. And, of course, for the flu, annual vaccination. So there you go, folks. Please stay well. We like you. We'd like to keep you coming back to listen to us. Absolutely. And you won't want it if you're sick with the flu, trust me. <laughs> so there you go. That's. I was going to mention exercising. Ernie and I have started exercising every day. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, not a whole lot because we're old. But we do what we can. 
you know, I mean, uh, he gets on the elliptical and I get on the that reclining bike thing. What is that called again? Well, it's not the kind of bike that's sitting up. Right. Stationary. It's not a stationary bike. It, you're more like this, kind of like riding in the Lotus. Oh, okay. And um, I do that, and he does the elliptical. And sometimes when he's not around, I do the elliptical too, but not very much because it's really hard, hard, hard work. You wouldn't think so, but it is physically demanding. But anyhow, I do what I can. We do it anywhere from five to seven or eight minutes every morning now before breakfast. And that doesn't sound like a whole lot, I know, minutes, but you got to start someplace, right. you know. Yeah. And we both work up a little bit of a sweat and get to breathing going and everything, so we figure that's good. got to yeah. be good, got to be helping somewhere along the line. So we're trying to get healthier. <laughs> Poor Cody. I know, I'm going to have to let him in. Let him in. All right. I mean, he's not going to bother me. Pause. Well, with you guys, you know, being healthy and whatnot, uh, this week I actually kind of just let loose and had fun. And, you know, as you were talking about drinks. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I pulled a Grandma Sadie. Yeah? Uh, Taste a little gin, did you? <laughs> uh, that and I think like 14 beers later. Oi, hey. <laughs> 14. I can't. Yeah, I haven't physically got the room. And, and I, I must have a small stomach. I know my body's big. My tummy is large. That's a nice way to say my gut's big. Um, but I can't. Bless your heart. <laughs> I can't put away 14 beers. Even if I didn't do anything else. I can't. I can barely drink a whole beer and eat a meal. Really? Yeah, I just don't have the room in my stomach for it. Well, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> God bless you. I don't know how the hell you did it. And, you know... Was this in Vegas? Yes. Yeah. And I had a blast. <laughs> yeah. We... Well, I walked out. I lost like 250. But you know what? For the fun I had... What did you plan on that? You don't go to Vegas to win money. And you and I both know that. We we go to Vegas. Anybody that goes to Vegas all the time understands this. You go to Vegas to have a good time. Right. You don't plan on coming home with money. If you do, if you come home with what you went with, you're a winner. Right. And a lot of times that doesn't happen either, but that's okay because, you know, it's like going to a movie. You plan on leaving 50 bucks there if two of you are going to a movie and having popcorn and Cokes. It's just the way it is anymore. <laughs> it is. You know, unless you're our age, and then it's only 25 bucks. you know, because we get discounts. Speaking of movies, while we were there, yeah. um, I, I like Quentin Tarantino. I, yeah. I like his movies a lot. <laughs> she likes him, too. That's what she said. I like him, too. And uh, we were going to go see Durango Unchained. Oh, his, yeah, his yeah, new movie. yeah, yeah. $18 a ticket. Holy mother of God. I Dang. said, I, I like him that much, but I don't like him uh, that much. No. You can wait till she wants to go in there. Oh, she can't, though, huh? Uh. Um, no, you know, you can wait for that. Yeah. You know, unless it's unless it's got major special effects, like The Life of Pi. I told you we went to see that because Ernie wanted to see that on the big screen. Then, you know, then, yeah, you, you plan on having to spend the money for it. and that and you, But you know what? I told you, too. We, you know, we got senior citizens discount, right? Right. When we go to the movies? Yes. The, this theater we went to... 
and I think it's AMC down at uh, Ontario, isn't that? Yeah. Well, there's Edwards. But then I think the other one is AMC, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. They don't give their senior citizens discount until after 4 o'clock, thank you. What? Yeah. I said, what the fuck is that shit? What do you mean you don't give seniors? I didn't say that to the nice little girl. But I sure shit did when we walked away. <laughs> Poor Ernie. Poor man. He's like, don't, please, don't make a scene. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah, here she goes again. But really... What is that? We don't give senior citizen discounts until after 4 o'clock. So you're not considered a senior citizen? I guess not. Up until 4 o'clock, I'm 25. <laughs> Shit. I thought it was outrageous, frankly. But anyway. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have spent that kind of money to see it either. You know, there's a lot of movies out I'd like to see. Yes. Um, I don't know of one right now that I'm hot to see in the theater. Ernie thought he wanted to go see Les Mis. Remember I told you he wanted to go see Les Mis really bad. Well, we found out where it was playing. We were going to go, and then it snowed. We decided not to try to make it down the hill. And And then he goes, nah, you know what? He says, I'll just just get a Blu-ray copy and, and we... He just bought a new stereo the other day. He hasn't hooked it up yet, but, you know. Uh, and we'll have, you know, the stereo, and it'll be good. And I'm like, are you sure? Because I don't, you know, I'm, I'm good to go. Right. On a day when it's not snowing, you know. I don't drive past when it's snowing. And he said, no, that's cool. So he, you know, he doesn't want to go. There's, I'm trying to think. There was one other one that I saw the previous for, and I thought, gee, I'd kind of like to see that in the theater. But I can't remember now what it was. You know, but most of the time we're not that, you know, it's just too nice at home. You know, you can put your feet up, part when you want to, (laughs) answer your phone if you have to, stuff like that. It's not a big deal. Well, in today's age, it's available to be watched, even though, even though it's on the big screen, it's still available to be seen at home. Yeah, and and nicely, yeah. too. If you've got a decent, and you do too, a nice, decent-sized television set, good reception on your TV screen and all that kind of stuff, it's cool. And Now, um, have you heard anything about that new theater in Hesperia? How that's working out for people? I haven't heard anything. I'm interested in hearing. If anybody that listens to us has been to that theater. I know one person that's been who's on my Facebook list. I could probably ask him how it went, but I don't know as he'd have much in the way of an answer because I just don't think he would. But my my curiosity stems from the fact that I read that they have that they take reservations. They sell reserved seats. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And so I Googled, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Because you can Google anything these days. Yes. And uh, believe it or not, I found several answers. Lots of people have, lots of theaters all over the country have reserved seating. And my one of my main questions about it was, how do they enforce that? Right. You know, I mean, I had visions of somebody taking me to my seat, like an usher or something. Right. With my ticket number, row 17, seat 3, you know, and getting there and finding Joe Blow sitting there, you know. And then the usher says, Joe, you're in the wrong seat. And he goes, oh, sorry, and moves two seats down. And I sit down until the next person comes. How does it work and why? What is the... 
what's the point? You know, are, are, are people so upset with going to the theater and having to sit in a crummy seat that they are pleased with reserved seating? What is that? How many times have you been to a movie in the last 10 years when it was full, when the theater was full? Just a handful of times. Yeah, maybe. At, at best. Where you've had to, have you, have you ever had to sit in a really bad spot? I mean, even the worst, you know, to me, worse than nosebleed is the upfront seat. Yeah. You know, because you're like this, right? Watching the movie. When I went to go see, and, and how many years has this come out? Uh, that the um, Live Free, Die Hard with Bruce Willis. I think that came out in like 2007, 2008. Yeah. yeah. That was the, the last time I actually had the seat. You know, set up front. Oh yeah. Because the the entire place was full. But see, that, that that really doesn't happen that often, and it doesn't happen for us that often because frequently we go in the afternoon, and so we're not really in the. Uh, it's not really a problem for us to find a seat because there's us and four other people at the movie. You know, and uh, we have Ernie and I have actually literally gone to movies in the afternoon in a theater and there wasn't anybody there but us the whole time so it it's to me kind of uh superfluous offering to the public to make available and it's not just that they make available uh, Reserved seating, that's it. You, that's what you buy. Right. You buy a ticket with a reserved seat. Well, you well, know, everybody wants to sit front and center. Come on. What? I, I don't know. It just, I haven't watched. And that's what's kept me from going to, to see that new movie theater. Haven't, haven't been interested in going to see it because of that. Really? Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to have to do, deal with that. Well, my thing is, too, is if you're reserving seats. I mean, how many times have you gone, like, in a week in advance and say, well, week after Tuesday, we're going to go to the movies. Oh, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Sure. Usually it's that same day. Listen, I got a pill I'm supposed to take 30 minutes before I eat. Right. You know how often I can do that? I can take that pill at 11.30 in the morning and figure, okay, by 12, I'm going to be, it never happens. <laughs> Somebody calls. The bacon doesn't get done yet. The toast isn't ready yet. Ernie spent too long in the bathroom and hasn't eaten his breakfast yet. I'm still making his lunch. I got to go to the bathroom. Somebody comes to the door. Little girl selling Girl Scout cookies. It isn't going to happen. But no, you got to take this pill 30 minutes before you eat. It's the stupidest thing I ever saw in my life. What is it, metformin? Oh, it's that uh, green coffee extract. Ernie decided that sounded like a legitimate dietary aid, so he says, you should take this. Okay, honey, I'll take the shit. <laughs> it's supposed, what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to help you gain weight better than if you didn't take it. It doesn't make you or not gain weight, lose weight. It doesn't make you lose weight. It makes you lose it more efficiently. That's their claim. Uh, if you would normally lose a pound in, in a week, just taking this will help you lose another pound. Gotcha. So you'd lose two pounds in a week. Well, 
much fun. That it's not happening. You know, and supposedly you're not supposed to have to change anything other than what your normal dieting routine would be. And I'm changing nothing in my normal dieting routine, except I'm trying to take this silly pill a half hour before I eat. <laughs> and it just, I even write down when I took it so I don't blow it because sometimes I'll go, wait, did I take the pill or not? I can't remember. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of... It's like you said, how can you say two weeks in advance that you're going to go to a movie? You can't. Not when you got kids. No. Not, not when you have a life. I was going to say, know. usually it's, it's like 15, 20 minutes before the movie even starts. You're like, let's go to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> or when is the movie playing? You know, that's what we do. Because you can't, to me, I, don't, I won't walk into a movie if, I, if, if it's not brand new started. Right. I don't walk into a movie that's in progress. Well, you feel like it, you're wasting your money, essentially. Because they can't rewind, for one thing. Right. <laughs> you know, and I don't know what's gone on. And no. You can't say, hey, what happened so far? No, you can't. So, I have to know when the movie is going to be on. That, that entails Googling or getting on the internet or phoning. And for a long time, these numbnuts over here in Hesperia weren't even putting their ad in the paper. Really? Yeah! They were not. It said when they first announced they were open, it's done at the end of the column. It said call for, for movie times and shows. Huh, you got to be freaking kidding me. You think I'm going to waste my time calling you up and listening and then write down everything I'm hearing yeah, about no. what? Come on. Put it, spend $10 and put it in the damn paper. For reals. It was stupid. So there's many, many things about the way that's being run that, Makes and on top of it, they're supposed to have. This is supposed to be one of the new theaters that has food, and and beer and wine. Oh, one of those. Oh yeah, it's supposed to be very up high class. Yeah. Well, in the first place, you know where they built the thing. Where? Oh, it's so stupid. Instead of putting it on Main Street, uh huh, where everybody will see it and go, hey, there's the new theater. We need to go see that and like that. It's a block off on Ninth Street. On ninth and Yucca, I think. Okay, down there by the Civic Center, where driving by, you gotta know it's there and look for it to find it in the intersection, which is not a good time to be looking around for something. <laughs> okay, you gotta drive by and go, oh, there it is. There it went, you know. Turn around. <laughs> Where's that new theater? It's back there. We just passed it. Yeah. It's just, it's, they, they, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they... There's land they could have used on Main Street. They could have built it down there by the new Walmart. They could have built it down at our end. There's lots of places they could have put it. Yes. Lots. There's lots of land on Main Street that isn't being used for anything. Would have been just fine. But no, they're going to hide the fucker back here on Ninth <laughs> and Yucca. Okay, whatever. So I'm not too keen on the whole thing yet. We'll have to see how it does. I, I Frankly, I'm not too encouraged about its uh, prospects. Well, spin this whole thing around. Okay. And watch how I'm about to combine oh, both our so subjects good. into one. You're so good at this, yes. Uh, probably... This weekend, I'm hoping this weekend, yeah, we are gonna go to the movies, yeah, and see a new zombie flick. Oh yeah, oh yeah. no, see how that. I spend both of those. That's very good, very good. And what? I called Warm Bodies. Oh, it's, it's a new. I like the name. It's 
It's supposed to be like a new take on zombies. There, there was a zombie. Oh, no, you're going to hate me now because I'm going to start a subject and I won't be able to finish it. There was a zombie movie I loved. It was a, a comedy zombie movie, and I can't remember what it's called. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I think that was it, where he keeps taking his arm and sticking it back in. Oh, no, no, that is um, Dylan Dog. It's the guy who played Superman, the last Superman. Oh, I don't know. I don't know who it was. I don't think so. I think it was somebody a little more well-known than that. But he, I'm trying to think of the story even. I, I even recorded it and had it and I held it for a long time for Ernie to watch. But because he doesn't like zombies because they're messy and everything, right. he never really wanted to watch it. But it was freaking hilarious because the, the, the kids, the one, I can't even remember now the storyline, but I remember that, that his arm kept falling off and he had to keep sticking it in, like kind of like... Uh, Monty Python, um, but darn it, I, I'm going to have to Google it now. I'm sorry, folks, to do stuff like that to you. This is what I live with at my age. <laughs> you know, you think of stuff, you, then you then you spend hours, and then you say to your husband, "Hey, what was that movie?" And he goes, "Oh," you know, because he doesn't remember either. And then you sort of live your life in a little bit of a fog. Thank God for computers that keep that from happening all the time. So I will. I'll for look real. it up. But anyhow, it's it's a really funny movie. And anybody that's seen it will know the one I'm talking about. Now, I does it can't. take place in the U.S.? Or in, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. And they go, they go into a bar together. Um, and everybody just sort of takes it for granted, if I remember right. Takes their zombieism sort of for granted. Oh, and they pick up this old guy, or the old guy picks them up. They're hitchhiking, and this old guy picks them up in his in his truck and gives them a ride. He takes it for granted that there's on. He got no problem with that, and they get along real good with him. And then he he drives him around. Then he winds up sitting on a bench in front of a lake, and he dies there and stuff like that. I, I don't think know. I've it's, seen it's, it. it's it's a, uh, I'm going to have to look it up. I write myself a note. I'm going to get up right now and get a pen, write myself a note, find a funny zombie movie so I can tell you all about it. Yes, because, you know, next episode uh, is our lucky episode 13. Oh, that would be a perfect perfect subject matter for, for a 13. Our next one, not the second one we're doing tonight, but a... Actually, the second one. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, anyway. For, how do I explain this? In real time? Uh-huh. You're staying here for an extra hour. We're going to do episode right. 13. Right. But for the Jayzo Modcast time, that'll be not this week, but next week will be episode 13. Okay. Okay, well, whatever. Whenever I do talk about it, you'll be glad that that you listened because it it's really a funny movie. I thought it was hilarious. I laughed and laughed. See, I thought I've seen all the zombie movies, but it doesn't ring a bell, so perhaps I've, I haven't seen that one. I wish I could remember better than I can. But anyhow, anyhow, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll let you know. So, the, so they're going this weekend to see Warm Bodies. That's the game plan. Where, who's in Warm Bodies? Um, all unknown cast. Ah, okay. Rebecca, my sister, huh? told me about it. Originally, we were supposed to go with her on a double date. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't happen. So I decided I want to see this. I like zombies. I mean, if if you open up my my DVD cabinet, you'll see I have a slew of zombie movies. And um, 
it's it's an interesting concept. The boys, the zombie, his girlfriend is alive, and they go on this kind of wild adventure. And and for me, it just doesn't really process. You know, live boy or live girl, dead boy, just doesn't. So I have to go see it. It'll be an interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they manage it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. It's kind of like the the. Um, Jesus, the the isn't it? Aren't they dra- aren't they vampires that are, they're doing now with Taylor Lautner? And, oh, the Twilight. Yeah. Yeah, they're vampires. Yeah, but some of them are, some of them are. Yeah. They get along anyway, and you know, it's kind of like Buffy. Buffy was one of my favorite shows for a long time. I loved watching Buffy. I thought it was totally cool, you know, and everybody just sort of, yeah, of course there are vampires and we need somebody to slay them, you know. And I, I, I kind of like that. I think it's kind of a, a cool approach to the whole thing instead of everybody going around you. you got to be kidding me. There's no vampires. <laughs> we just watched uh, Hotel Transylvania. Is that any good? It's very cute. I'm um, I'm thinking about buying it. And, you know, it's for me it's not... It wasn't quite as funny as Frankie Weenie. Frankenweenie. I love Frankenweenie. That's hilarious. God, I love that. The kids in Frankenweenie are freaking hilarious. The kids that are that are his friends. Right. The little boys' friends. The, the cast. Yeah. Oh my God, they're so funny. You just gonna. You haven't seen that yet. No. You gotta rent that and see it. It's it's really hilarious. Yesterday, I actually went to go buy Paranorman at Walmart. Oh yeah, we rented that too. Um, <laughs> let me think. Did I like it or did I not? The last time I talked to you about it, you said you liked it because it was Tim Burton. Yeah, it was the claymation. It, it was, it was, it was good. It, I, I don't think I'll buy it, but it was good. Uh, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, which, was, in my opinion, was based on the Olympic season blurb that they put out. It was a, an advertisement for the Olympics, and they used one of the monsters from Paranorman oh, really? in the blurb. And he, did, he does this thing where, you know how when the uh, acrobats, you know, they tumble across the floor and they're all done and they go, bah, like that with their arms up yeah. in the air, you know? Well, this, or they do it on the horse, or they do it on the trampoline or whatever they're doing they do the bars and stuff well he does this one thing where he's swinging on the parallel bars and one of his arms comes off and oh. <laughs> at the end of it he's going he tries to go like that and only his left arm goes up you know and so then pretty soon the 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 right arm that's messed up and hung up on the bars you know pretty soon it comes up <laughs> sort of after the fact it's hilarious and i really kind of based my interest in the movie Off on that. that alone. And sadly, it's it was probably the funniest thing about the movie, and it wasn't even in the movie. Uh, so, you know, it was okay. I, you know, it wasn't a waste of time. It was just okay. Well, I went to go buy it, and yeah. they were out. Rent it first. You may, okay. you may decide against... Actually purchasing yeah, it. Yeah, you might. It, well, it kind of depends. So you got kids. Kids will watch anything 60 times. Right. I do, too. If I, it's something I really like, I can't get enough of it. I can't go past it. I watched Turner and Hooch again today and cried when the damn dog died. <laughs> How many times have I seen that movie? I don't even know. Oh, that's And classic. I always cry when a stupid dog dies. So, 
you know, kids are like that too. If they if they really like a movie, they'll watch it. They don't care, you know, no right. how many times they've seen it before. So you know, if the family watches it and they like it, it'd be worth buying. You know, if it's just for us, I probably won't buy it. You know, it's probably won't. All right, so we got ten minutes before we close. Got already? Yeah. I'm flies. Um, how about we talk a little bit about Twinkie? Because oh. we we started this whole, you know, when when the word went out that yes. Twinkie was going to go bankrupt, and yes. we followed it, and we've given updates, and then it kind of dissipated because, well, there was nothing being reported on it. Right. But you came in today with some info on Twinkie. I have been having fun with scissors and my daily newspaper lately. This is out of the Daily Press. Again, I didn't get the date. Sorry about that, folks. It's uh, really from the uh, Chicago Tribune uh, with an AP photo of packages of Twinkies. And the headline is, Trying to Replace the Twinkie. It says, We have taste-tested five golden cake cream-filled substitutes ranging from the Walgreen house brand to a Canadian import sold by Jewel Osco. Cakes were rated on a scale of one to five, five being sublime, one being on a par with cardboard. <laughs> As a control, or con control, I don't know how you say it when it means that, but anyway, to as a balancing, um, we asked our taste testers to think of a Twinkie as a three. Not sublime, but far above cardboard. So, the uh, first one they rated, and these are not in, in, in any particular order, uh, it's headlined, Nice, with an exclamation point, Sponge Cake, from Walgreens, $1.29 for a two-pack, average score, 1.4, comment, where did the cream filling go? Now, and the one was cardboard, right? Uh, yeah. So okay, just, gotcha. <laughs> just above cardboard and not much in the cream filling department. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, the next one, the Snack Artist Cream Cake is the headline. It's from Safeway. It's two ninety nine for a box of 10. Hmm. Very cheap. Average score, 2.6. Comment, even has cream in injection marks on the bottom like the Twinkies do. Cool. Yeah. So. So two point six. So it's it's 2. almost. Six, to it's where almost Twinkie. a three for up to the Twinkie level. Plus, it's cheap. Two ninety nine for for ten. Huh. You know what is that? Twenty nine cents a piece. No. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, roughly. Actually, thirty if you round it up. Hmm. That's pretty cheap. Okay. Uh, the next one it says cloud cakes by Little Debbie. Three oh nine for ten. Average score, 2.8. Comment, cream filling, consistency, and texture, okay. I think that's just what they said. I can't help it. So right now, the product that Little Debbie puts out is the closest thing. So to far, Twinkie. Little Debbie's closest to the 3.0, but I kind of don't understand the comment of cream filling and consistency and texture are okay. I, that doesn't, that's not terribly informative for me. Okay, then Vashon Golden Sponge Cakes, no. Saputo 
Sold at Jewel Osco. I don't know what the hell that means. I think that's the Canadian one. Oh, I guess, yeah, it would be. So, and then the Vachon is French. I don't know what Saputo is. Anyhow, they're three forty nine for a box of six. Ooh. Wow. And they score... A 3.3. And the comment said they were swayed by the chocolate. Is that fair? So apparently these have, like, chocolate coating or... A chocolate bottom. Or See, now you just lost somewhere me. Somewhere there's chocolate. And, yeah, and that doesn't make it a Twinkie. No. To me. Um, so, I don't know. They, they, you know, they, they say it isn't fair. So, I personally, I'd subtract a point from the chocolate. But that's just me. Actually, I would, too. Uh, then the last one says, Great Value Golden Cream Cakes by Walmart. Apparently, these are the names that are given to them. Yeah, the product. On the package. Or the brand name, rather. Well, yeah, could be. Uh, Walmart sells them 238 for 10 Average score, 2.6. Comment, good filling and homemade taste. Which is interesting because Twinkie doesn't taste homemade to me. No. So I'm not sure how I could say that compared to a Twinkie. You know, I, I don't know what a homemade taste of Twinkie would taste like. Anyhow. So... <laughs> so what it comes down to, though, even though the person was biased with the chocolate, which I actually, like you, you commented, I would have taken a point away instead of added. Yeah, yeah. But Little Debbie's is the closest thing to Twinkies there. Yeah, it looks as though Little Debbie wins uh, with um, a 2.8 score, followed closely by Safeway with 2.6. And the last one I just read about the golden the Walmart one. value, great value, golden cream cake by Walmart at two point six. So clearly, uh, there are alternatives out there that, uh, for anybody who doesn't consider themselves to be a Twinkie connoisseur, could possibly face life with and and survive. Uh, my son, Bob, the youngest son, said something the other day when I mentioned the Twinkie thing, and he said, "They can't, they can't stop making Twinkies. <laughs> That's that, that, how can they do that? It's an American institution." <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, the young, you know, he's not that young, but um, he's young enough to think that. Twinkies, Twinkies are an American institution. I think that's kind of cute in a way. Anyhow. You know, with everything that we've talked about today, I know what the title of this um, episode is called. Oh, good. What? It's Food Explanation More From Zombies to Twinkies. Oh, yeah. That is good. <laughs> that's very good. I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah, uh, yummy. Uh. Well, for... Zoe Montoya, I am David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. And remember, folks, what happens in Burbank ends up on a podcast. Good night. Good night. Great episode. I don't honestly remember Twinkies being bought by another company. I'm glad I missed that bullet. Imagine a world without Twinkies. Okay, you all ready for our next pick of the week on Flashback Friday? All right, let's dig in and find out who is next on the playlist. And it is. Okay, the second episode this week is The World of Mythbits, number five, titled What to Take Away from This. Release date on September 17, 2018. It reads.
Mike and Stephanie have returned this week from a fun-filled show as they tackle fantastic stories of Canadian goose, a freaky feline, and a woman who takes the term bridezilla to a whole new level. Oh man, this sure does sound good. Let's see what all they have to say. The World of Mythbits number five. What to take away from this? Enjoy. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of to oh, fuck. <laughs> Okay, maybe you're not doing the intro. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of the World of Myth Bits podcast. I am your host, Mike Lutz, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, <laughs> Stephanie Party. Shut up. <laughs> we are off to a wonderful start. Oh, fuck. Aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds in. What a fucking train yep. wreck. Couldn't uh, even get the name of the podcast out. I'm impressed. Well, you know, they clicked on the link. They know what's going on. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they heard the opening. Yeah, so. yeah, they did. So it's new and exciting. I got a new phone. You got a new phone. What'd you get? I got a new phone. I got peer pressured into an Apple <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> Not going to name names. Who would ever peer pressure you? <laughs> Mike and Dave. <clears throat> Mike and Dave. Those two guys sound like they're knowledgeable <laughs> gentlemen. You should listen to them way this... more often. Uh, well, I usually have to because I talk to them like every day, all well, day. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. You really have no choice. No, I don't. Uh, but what's what's scary with this phone yeah. though is I had to get my daughter. My 17-year-old to show me how to use it. Well, it's not an old person flip phone anymore, so that's why... I didn't have a flip phone. (laughs) So so (laughs) defensive about the flip phone. I had a Samsung. The only reason why I'm defensive about the flip phone is because the previous provider that I was with... Yeah. Not mentioning names. Bell? The previous provider that I was with... Rogers. When your contract came up like you know you sign up for a two-year contract and you sounds get this like a really bell contract <laughs> yes but it wasn't called bell but anyway oh, um i know it goes it all goes <laughs> everything goes through bell or rogers yeah. well the last free upgrade that came around they tried to tell me that a flip phone was an upgrade from my full qwerty keyboard <laughs> and I'm explaining to the girl on the phone who You're can fucking barely high. I, yeah, pretty much. She can barely speak English. Awesome. And I'm trying to to ask her, how is scrolling through each number to get to a letter an upgrade from being able to just type a full thought? The buttons are bigger. She yeah, she kinda came back with some bullshit about it's faster or I don't know. And I'm like, can I can I get online on the internet with it? Well, no, it doesn't have that. Well, um, no. <laughs> this, this conversation's <laughs> over, lady. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So I said, okay, well, you know, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice knowing you. Well, I had, See you later. I had a flip phone when they first came out. I think I was like a, a Bell Solo Mobile. Yeah, uh, like back in the 90s. One of those ones, yeah. And with the antenna that you had to pull up. Yes. Yes, because if you didn't pull the antenna up, you had no no reception at all. Nope. Um, 
and that lovely orange light up screen pad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it was it was cool in October. <laughs> That's true. It was the only time of year that the phone actually meant something was in style. Yeah. No, like I did get really good at using that, like the uh, T7 or whatever that protocol is for pushing all the all the num all the the button to get all the letters for texting. Oh yeah. I I did get I did get good at that just because I had to. So yeah. And then after I think that one died or I killed it. One of the whatever. I, I switched to. Um, Oh, was it STC or something like that? It was one one of the first smartphones, but it was tiny, and I had to use a stylus. And like my meat hooks weren't weren't designed <laughs> for something that tiny. So at least that I'm I'm poking away at this thing with a stylus, and then I ended up after that contract was over, I ended up going to um. Apple, uh, iPhone four. Yeah. iPhone four. And then that one ended up, like I said, I'm, I skipped all the upgrades as for as long as I could. And then the phone finally died. Just yeah. outright died. And then I went to, uh, six and I killed that one. And instead of getting, I think, it was kind of recently, so sevens and eights were starting to come out. I went back and I got myself a, a 6S instead because I like it because it has a headphone jack. That's the only reason yeah. I still like that one. That's what I have is because it's a free upgrade and I don't have to pay for the phone. Yeah. They give you the extinct models. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, I like, You're always two or three models behind the newest one, but I mean... I've never had an iPhone, so this is totally brand new to me. Yeah, well, the one I was looking for, I wanted to get a um, a 6S Plus, the big version. And um, I said, I went to the store, and they said, oh, yeah, we got one right here. And then I get to the store, and they bait and switched me. And they said, oh, no, if that's the one you want, you're going to have to order that in. Yeah, oh, nice. you fuckers. And then yeah. the, uh, they said, well, do you, wanna, do you want us to order one in? Uh, well, yeah, sure. And then I think it was, they said, well, it's going to take a couple weeks for it to get here. I said, what? All right, whatever. So a couple weeks later, I still haven't heard from them. So I called them up and said, hey, uh, has my phone showed up? They said, oh, we're having a little bit of a difficulty. Um, we can't really find any more 6S pluses. I went, <laughs> what? They said, "Well, you you sold me one, like you 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 got me into the store by saying you were going to get me this 6s plus." And they went, "Well, sorry, you're out of luck. You want to come in and get a, a new contract and a new Samsung?" I went, "Fuck us!" Oh. So I ended up. I said, "I ended up going back and I said I got um, problem with my old phone. It only had like 16 gigs of memory." So with all the stuff that I had, like all the operating system and shit like that, it ate up, fuck, almost almost 10 gig of yeah. memory right off the bat. <laughs> so I'm constantly like, I'll load up an app. Hey, this is cool. Then I have to delete it to get something else. 
or I've got too many pictures on it and I've got no memory. So I yeah. decided to fuck these guys. And I ended up, my, my next phone, I ended up getting like 128 gigs of memory. I went, this, shit. this should take care of every problem I think I ever have. Ah, no doubt. Mine only has 32 gigs. But yeah, well, that was that was an option. My Samsung, I think, had sixteen gigs, and then I put a thirty-two gig SD card in it, yeah. which didn't work. No, that's the only thing. Yeah, the SD card apparently was corrupt or something. I don't know. Oh, uh, it, it didn't be. work. The only thing I don't like about this phone is that I can't put an SD card in it. No, they're not expandable. It's so not, that's thirty-two. App- is it? Yeah. Said so you you end up you're gonna end up doing what I did. You're gonna you're gonna bump up against your capacity, and you're gonna have to start deciding what what can be cut and what do you. I've you, already re- removed a bunch of shit off here that I'm never gonna use. Yeah, we like said I think you do that with a, a lot of the like the home apps that that Apple yeah. preloads into their shit. The and wallet, and Apple wallet. Pay, and no, nah, not gonna use that. No, but. Still so, haven't found out where it'll tell me how many gigs I've used already because I still haven't loaded any of my music on there because <laughs> it's an Apple, so I had to download iTunes to my laptop. Yeah. Uh, go to your your settings. Yeah. You're going to walk me through this. Okay. I'm going to okay. walk you through this right now. Hey, kitties, here's your, here's your iPhone lesson for today. <laughs> oh, God, now I sound like Dave. <laughs> kitties. <laughs> if anybody's ever told him that sounds tad condescending it, well it's it, it's a it's a tribute to kevin smith kevin smith i know does that i know so uh but settings yes general general i have like this list of shit oh general there we are ah. okay uh scroll down it'll say storage oh there we are hit that holy crap there you go see 14 point egg Eight gigs already. What the fuck do you have on there? A bunch of shit. <laughs> Podcasts, garage band, pages. I like how it tells me, you know, these apps are never used. And there's Facebook, Messenger, Snapchat, my banking app. Yeah. But yeah. it transferred a lot of, like, I could do this phone swap thing from my samsung to my iphone oh so okay. it took a lot of the apps from my samsung and transferred them over oh okay that makes that that makes life a little oh, bit shit. Easier. now all of a sudden it's down to 12.7 how did i just lose two games well, i didn't no, do anything it probably it probably calculated like it'll what it'll, it'll do it'll look at what's going on so initially it'll say all this is this memory and then yeah. then it'll say, okay, it'll actually measure what is uh, being used. And then it'll spit out the real the real number. Yeah, like Firefox I can get rid of. and Yeah, you don't need GarageBand. Um, no, I don't play that game. <laughs> well, it, it's not a game for one thing. No, you write songs and I checked it out. Yeah. Like I'm using, like I record this show on GarageBand on my laptop. Oh, really? But, yeah. I, I prefer, I've tried Audacity, and I just... Well, with 
Audacity too, it's limited, and yeah. you have a certain amount of time to use it for free, and then you have to pay for it. Yeah. Well, like I said, this uh, I'm using like the older version of GarageBand because they sent a uh, an upgrade, upgrade, air quote upgrade, and it fucked everything up. And I oh, nice. was trying to record a podcast with it, and I'm just like, what? I like there was nothing there that I could that I used the last time like a week earlier for a podcast and I hopped on Google and I said, how the fuck do I get rid of this? How do I get the old version of GarageBand back? And somebody, somebody wrote that there, the old version is already on your laptop. You just have to go back and find it and find it. So, <laughs> but it wasn't that hard to find because it was sitting right pretty in the file section. So oh, I just nice. I just dragged and dropped it right onto my desktop, and now I know where it is at all times. So I'm not even I haven't even thought about using the upgrade ever since that uh, it came out. I'm having a Griselda moment. You're getting choked by your own hair. I am. <laughs> it's because I just got out of the shower and I haven't put any of my hair stuff in to so tame. All of this, like, as you can see, well, the viewers <laughs> yeah. can't see, but yeah. You've ever watched the hilarious House of Frankenstein? I love that show. Griselda? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was one of my favorite shows growing up. Like oh. I said, wake up in the morning before going to school and flip on the TV. And it was, it was that. And I would get some of the channels out of Detroit. And I could watch some of the old Superman serials. Oh, nice. And, yeah, so, like, I would wake up and get my stuff together and I'll watch Hilarious House of Frank Frankenstein and Superman and, oh, was it Cisco Kid was uh, still in reruns. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that's how old I am. I watched, um, when I was allowed to watch TV in the morning because getting me out of bed was a chore. I would, but I would get up Saturday mornings at seven o'clock to watch Hilarious House of Frankenstein. Yes, but I would watch Down by the Riverbank, and that was that Hanny Hamster. Mm -hmm. Watch that, and then yep. there was. Do you remember David and Goliath? David and Goliath. They were. Is that a of, cartoon? Yeah. I and then there was Hercules. Yes, I remember Hercules. I love hey, Hercules. Hey Newt. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I love Newton, man. Yeah, Hercules. I loved him. Herc, Herc, hey Herc. Uh, that was yeah. that was a great show. Hey Herc, hey Herc. Hey Herc. <laughs> yeah. uh, another one that I like I said I, I just I found an old magazine at a, a thrift shop and it was uh, they were taught he was kind of an autobiographical uh, story about this guy that he did in this comic book and he was talking about soupy sales. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember watching Soupy Sales out of Detroit as well, and I just like so much fun. And I said, "This guy talking about it in this in this magazine," I was like, "I miss Soupy Sales shows and stuff like that, like the <laughs> early morning, early morning yeah. uh, comedy shows for kids and the Saturday Popeye, Popeye. Um, what's another one like the Rotoscope Superman, uh, Spider Man, and the Super in his Super Friends, yeah, and." Um, shit oh then you, you get into the 80s and you've got um oh my god it was right there 
It was right there by the power of Gray Skull. <laughs> oh, that, that's He Man and the Masters of the Thank Universe. You. Thank you. Well, and She Ra. Yeah. Forget She Ra. I said, oddly enough, I just watched the documentary on uh, on Netflix about uh, the the history, the the entire history of uh, He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Really? It is fascinating. Like, it was. It was, it was like manufactured from the ground up by this toy company. There, there was not like a previous thing. So, so they basically put it out there to sell toys. Yeah, they did. And, and sold a shitload of oh, toys. Did they ever? <laughs> and then, like I, said, I mean, I had all the characters. Oh, I had Grayskull. Yeah. I had Skeletor and his domain. Yep. And... Snake Mountain. Yep. Couldn't remember the name of it. Snake I had it. Castle Grey I mean, Skull. You know, I, I played with those with my Barbies too. Well, yeah, so. no, you got to <laughs> mixing the streams with Mattel and uh, Hasbro right there. So I was a girly tomboy. <laughs> Some, I climbed trees. Somewhat, but I do it a, somewhat of a contradiction in terms, but exactly. What? Well, hello, have you met me? I yes, once or twice. Once <laughs> or twice. So. <laughs> Oh, this is driving me insane. What do you need? I need. Do you have a head haircut? A haircut? Well, I don't even have a scrunchie here beside me. Oh my God, you're scrunchieless. I, I am. (laughs) Bullshit. And my kid's gone, and my dog doesn't fetch. Shit. All right, you're gonna have to to deal with it. Stuff it in the back of your shirt. You didn't even notice. I dressed up for you. Thank you. I did. No holy t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have okay. my palm tree and pineapple pajamas on. There Say you that go. three times fast. No. No. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of more drinks of mead and you will be. Well, maybe. 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 All right. So, uh, I have a couple news articles here I want to run by you just to Uh-oh. get your your um, your opinion on this. Can't uh, come prepared. Yeah, well, you know, professionalism. Yeah, well, I got in trouble for saying that, so. <laughs> well, you, you're trying too I hard. Just, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it out the window. All right, here we go. We got something by the Associated Press. Man fined $124 for kicking seagull that ate his cheeseburger. <laughs> Hampton, New Hampshire. A man accused. Of course, of- it's an American seagull. After the drubbing we took at the hands of uh, Rebecca and Aaron and Dave from... (laughs) So, uh, okay, here's the story. Hampton, New Hampshire. A man accused of kicking a seagull that tried to eat his cheeseburger at a New New Hampshire beach has been fined $124. Police investigated the report from a bystander at Hampton Beach earlier this summer. NH1 reports the man... Uh, Nate Ranclose said he had just returned from getting a cheeseburger and fries and was sitting on the sand. He said seagulls got to the got to the burger and he spun around with his leg out to shoo them away. He's but he struck the bird. He said it was a simple mistake. A witness said, uh, "Fuck!" A witness said it appeared the bird's leg was injured and that it struggled to fly away. New Hampshire, New Hampshire Fishing Games Lieutenant Adam Cheney said seagulls are protected under federal law. Yeah, they are apparently. Yeah, I kind of here in here in Canada too. Yeah, 
Fucking shit hawks. chickens. Yeah. Shit hawks, yeah. The, uh, um, I kind of have a, a, rel- a related story from personal history. Uh, when we were, when our kids were much younger, my, my lovely wife and I and a, and a friend took all our kids to Storybook Garden in London, Ontario. And we're sitting there for lunch, and one of the kids was sitting in a stroller. So, Uh-oh. we're like, we're, we're sitting around one of the picnic tables, and we give one of the kids a, a french fry. All of a sudden, this Canadian goose comes over, and he's, the goose snaps up that french fry, and in the process, bites the kid's finger, and the kid lets out a, oh. a, like a, a blood-curdling scream. Now, what is the one thing you were always taught to, like, if you're, if you're hiking in the woods and you come across a mother bear, never get in between the mother and her cub. Never threaten yeah. the young. Exactly. Uh-oh. <laughs> it didn't bode well for the goose, did no, it? No, <laughs> no, it did not. So, we're, we're sitting, like, we're sitting there and the kid screams. My wife hops up like she was shot out of a cannon and she punts this goose right in the ass. <laughs> I almost <laughs> fell off the bench. I was laughing so hard. She turns around, looks at me, goes, what? What's so funny? I went, nothing. <laughs> Not a damn thing. Wise man. <laughs> <laughs> I went, that was a great kick, honey. And that goose had just learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> so, uh, I just for like, our American friends, this is why the Canadian geese are so fucking pissy when they get there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. They don't fly. We punt them down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So that was just like it ain't happened like in the blink of an eye. In like I've never seen I've never seen this woman move so fast with such purpose in my entire life. That's her baby. <laughs> no, it wasn't even her baby. It was my our friend's kid. <laughs> So mama instinct just kicked in. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to kill this fucking bird. And <laughs> I, I'm sure if she had less less witnesses, that bird would have been throttled and thrown over a fence someplace. So oh, probably. I just like, this is the greatest day at Storybook Gardens I've ever had. <laughs> because I got to watch my wife just fucking... Eat up a goose. Fucking kick a field goal with a fucking goose. <laughs> Just it's fucking fantastic. Oh my god. I like I said I saw that seagull story and I thought, oh I have to tell both of those stories. So Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. they said they go they go hand in hand. And it's oh, yeah. fucking... <laughs> or would that be Although you can't get in trouble for kicking a goose. No, because it's cool to kick geese, especially Canadian geese, because they're dicks and you can do whatever oh, and you want. Big fuckers too. Yeah, yeah. Where I live, I'm I'm right beside a park yeah. which has a lake. Yeah. And every fall, all the geese from all over Ontario, I swear to God, they all come to this lake. So I get to watch the flight patterns over top and over my house and all that, and that's a lot of fun because you get to watch all the the newly born 
geese learning how to fly in formation. Oh, okay. And yep. it's hilarious because you'll see one that'll decide. There's always one that decides, fuck it, I'm going this way. And two other geese will come out of formation and get them and bring them back. And he'll stay in formation for about five minutes. And then he's like, butterflies, and gone again. <laughs> but they all congregate down on the beach at the lake. Sun tanning. So the town has tried everything to stop them from being down there, from fireworks to... A combine? Everything. Everything. They've given up. The geese have won. Oh. So now what the town does is, you know that big plastic yellow mesh barrier shit that they put up? Yep. They just put that all across, all around the beach, around the entire lake, where people can walk, so that the geese have their spot and we have our spot. (laughs) That makes sense. And the geese are pretty good about it. The geese are pretty good about it. They stay down on the beach. Well, it's closer to the water, right? Seagulls aren't happy about it, though. Well, well, fuck seagulls. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) No, um... I can't stand seagulls. (laughs) I really can't. Dirty animals. Sky rats. Oh. Beach chickens. Yeah. I have a a little piece of trivia about Canadian geese. You know, like I said, they, they, they fly in that V formation. Yeah. Do you know why the one leg is always longer than the other one? I never actually noticed. Yeah. If you look at a formation of like any... like I always thought they were kind of flying tilted, so it looked like one leg was just kind of dangling down and the other one was tucked up. No. No, no. Not the, the specific birds, but like when they fly in the V. Yeah. Okay. One, one, one line of the V oh, okay. is longer than the other one. Yeah. Why? There's more geese in that line. Well, obviously. <laughs> such an asshole. Oh, I two words for you. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> I had two words for you. <sighs> it's not too often I get to tell that story. You know, somebody new holding that one in. I, I've had that for a very long time, and my kids get tired of me telling them the story. <laughs> oh, it's a dad so joke. It is definitely a dad joke. Dad so joke. whenever I get a chance to bust it out on somebody new, I'm busting that bad boy out on somebody new. Because it <laughs> sounds sounds like I have something very scientific to say. And you do. I do. How are you thinking? I like why would there be why would that one V one leg in that V be longer than the other one? And they said inevitably there's more fucking geese in that one line. <laughs> You're such an asshole. That's beside the point. You got me with that. I know, I did. I get everybody with that. <laughs> it's your one good joke. It's my one good joke. It's my go to. They said like I said, the uh the the, the quiver of joke arrows has uh, dwindled greatly as uh, the kids have gotten older. So I, I, I have to look for new victims. Uh, true. Well, I got another new news article. All right. All right. You ready for this one? Another, another one by the Associated Press. Hit me with it. All right. Grocery store worker faces felony theft charges for eating $9,200 worth of deli ham. 
I'm trying to fathom how you could eat. It. Well, the, was it over a period of time? The article explains how a person can eat nine thousand two hundred dollars worth of deli ham. Okay. Boulevard, Ohio. Authorities in eastern Ohio say a grocery store employee has been charged with felony theft for helping herself to deli ham for years. Ah. Ah, see, there is. Uh, Tuscarawas County Sheriff's Department, uh, Sheriff's Deputy Brian Hale tells the Columbus Dis- Dispatch that an eight-year employee of a regional grocery chain, Giant Eagle, was charged Friday with stealing food estimated by the store to be worth $9,200. The store's... Lo- That's a lot of meat. <laughs> that is a lot of meat. Yeah. <laughs> The store's loss prevention manager received a tip, so there's a fucking rat in this grocery store. Uh-huh. Uh, loss prevention manager received a tip that an employee had been eating three to five slices of ham nearly every day over eight years. Authorities say she also sometimes ate salami. Oh, she's, oh my God. So she's back there working her ass off, cutting the ham, and she snitches a slice or two, especially, you know, the ones that aren't perfect. Yep. And now she's been charged with a federal crime. Felony. Felony. A felony. Felony theft. Other details, including her name, weren't available immediately. The store is in Boulevard, <laughs> some 70 miles south of Cleveland. That's... I... Okay. How long... Okay, so what did they do? Did they either sat and watched her until it got up to an amount where they could charge her with a felony or sat down with a calculator and figured out, okay, so she's been here for eight years. If she does this on every shift and how much, how much each slice is like that's dedicated. Well, what they probably did, they, they probably, what did she do to piss them off? I don't know. Probably not cutting her, cutting that person in on the ham. No shit. So, so probably what they did, you said they, they got the tip, the loss prevention manager got the tip, and they watched her on camera. And they would watch uh, her. They would watch her, and they, they said, okay. Can't do nothing anymore. <laughs> no. Oh, no. No. There's too many snitches and too many rats. Everybody just shut the hell up. Um, so they, they watched her probably over like a month, and they would calculate. Yeah. What she would take. And then they just, if they said, okay, she does this every day. She probably started this right from the get-go. And then they just they just calculated and $9,200 worth of food. Thank you very much. Which, I like. Wow. That's theft over five grand. Could you <laughs> imagine going into jail? Hey, would you get would you get paid for? I ate him. I ate him. <laughs> You're definitely getting shanked. You're definitely getting shanked first. You're gonna be somebody's bitch for sure. Hmm. Or they're gonna leave you alone because like this fucking woman's crazy. So she yeah, got, she's in here for eating ham. Okay, yeah, was it really ham or yeah, exactly. was it you know yeah. Jeremy Ham? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how if it was me, that's how I would that's how I would play it off. Was it if really I got arrested ham? and I got put in jail, you know, and they asked me, "What are you in here for?" and I would do the whole crazy I think I was eating ham. <laughs> yeah. My four kids, my three tasty. kids are coming to visit. So yeah. <laughs> 
I used to have four, but yeah. we ate them. <laughs> that's, what we used to, that's what we used to tell our boys when they were little, before we had our daughter. Is you know, Andrew, I want another brother. I want another brother. Well, you did have one. You know, the roast we ate last week. Well, that was the last yeah, of them. A couple winters ago, it was really rough. So, well, no, you know, he was a bad kid, and he wouldn't do as he was told. Wouldn't go to bed on time. Worked really well when they were little. Then they got wise. <laughs> I was going to say, and they're really digging those scars too. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, my grandson's going to be so tormented by his dad. <laughs> I damaged that child. <laughs> wow. In the best possible well, way. Okay. okay. No, like, thinking, this article also got me thinking about another personal story. Like, when I was younger, I used to work at a fish and chip joint where I live. And I worked by myself. And uh-huh. if, it would get, if it would get busy, like, sometimes you lose track of how much fish you're throwing in the oil. Yeah. Or... Did you lose track? Yeah. Or you accidentally throw in a couple extra pieces because exactly. you're fucking hungry. Exactly. And like I said, you can't you can't serve that to a customer nope. because this is a very fresh fresh fried fish restaurant. Fresh fried fish. You said that right. You say well. that three times fast. Fresh fried fish. That's How one. How many times? Three. <laughs> fresh fried fish. Fresh fried fish. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Right. No, but like I said, it was, I would like throw an extra piece in there and like, oh, can't have that lying around. Nom, nom, nom. So, <laughs> so that reminded me of that, that story too. So, uh, um, one of the things, uh, talking about, uh, this poor woman eating her Jeremy ham, uh, <laughs> I, I was watching a, um, a documentary from uh, Netflix about um, Inside the Criminal Mind. Oh, yeah. And, I watched that. Yeah. And they were talking about the serial killers like Bundy and Dahmer and Gacy and those those guys. Yeah. And they're talking. Togo the Clown. Yeah. And was, that was, uh, they, they had a list at the end of it. And they're going, a lot of these serial killers, exp- uh, all had examples of this, and they're they're running off a couple things. <laughs> and you're just taking them off. And I'm just going, going like, yep. tick, uh-huh. tick, fuck, uh-huh. oh, fuck, fuck. god damn. I'm like one bad day away from a fucking record. So <laughs> much. We are serial killers, Mike. Oh, it was just, just, it was just brutal. I'm just, I'm, I'm, and then it's scary. And then, and then the worst part about it was, I'm going like, hmm, I'm smart. Can I get away with this now that I know the criteria that they look for? Uh-huh. So. And then you start watching all the Investigation Discovery Channel shows. Yeah. <laughs> nope. And seeing how these idiots got caught. Going, well, I wouldn't do that. Well, yeah. And I, I said, wouldn't well, do that. Dom- Dahmer kept freezers full of body parts. And, like, he made an altar to himself with body parts of the guys that he killed. Well, he also had those big containers full of acid, of acid yeah. breaking down the body parts. So, you know, dude. And he, go, he let one get away. That's how he got caught. Well, I don't think he let him get away. I think that dude <laughs> escaped on all his own. He's going like, fuck, I get, got to get out of here. And then. He was determined he was not going to be rump roast. Oh, no. He, like I said, there, there's some very, uh, definitely determined not to become poop. So. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so that that, that right there is an awesome motivator. So, um, oh, what else did I? Yes, they call human beings long pig. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> I, I heard that one time. I was like, oh, they have a name for it. That's great. Yep. Long pig. Oh man, uh, I got one more story. Unless you want to talk about something. Um, I just got one that has popped up since the last time we were freestyling. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And it's on Huffington Post. It's been everywhere. You've probably seen it about that bride that completely flipped her shit because none of her guests, she demanded $1,500 from all of her guests to her wedding. <laughs> now, okay, let me read this. Let me read it to you. Okay. Bride goes ballistic after wedding guests refuse to pay $1,500 cash. The fact that a psychic helped her pick a wedding spot was a clue that this wasn't going to end well. Oh. You're planning a wedding right now. Here's a quick way, quick and easy tip to reduce stress, strengthen your friendships, and keep your wedding on track. Don't ask your guests to give you $1,500 in cash. Seems reasonable, right? Seems reasonable. Not for everyone, apparently. An anonymous bride who was initially identified as Canadian Susan didn't <laughs> didn't follow this sage advice and called off her wedding after her guests refused the bizarre and unreasonable request. Yeah, that seems very unreasonable. As a result, her over-the-top post-wedding planning Facebook rant in which she calls her friends the <clears throat> not very nice C-word... <laughs> who have ruined my marriage and life, has gone viral. <laughs> a follow-up post by someone claiming to be her cousin says Susan is actually American. <laughs> Keep in mind, this was posted in a private Facebook group where content is user-submitted and unverified. And, of course, anyone can make anything up on the Internet. Yeah. Also, consider that you're about to listen to what you're about to listen to is fact or fiction is truly a wild, wild ride into the very phenomenon that weddings make people do nutty things. It's a big, long rant that she has. But basically in the rant, she goes on to say that her fiancé suggested just eloping or going down to the town hall or, you know, not having this fantastic $50,000 destination <sighs> wedding. And she flipped out on him. And told him basically if he loved her, then, you know, he would be behind her. And it ends up in this, all of these Facebook posts, he ends up with the maid of honor. He leaves, he, he leaves Bridezilla and goes to the maid of honor, which I think was her sister. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, says the post starts off with the writer, <laughs> Susan, expressing sadness that her upcoming wedding has been canceled. She then talks about her plan to delete Facebook and backpack in South America, exploring my soul and ridding myself of toxic energy brought on by my friends and family. She and her now ex-fiancé had saved up 15000 for their wedding. Since our love was like a fairy tale, we wanted an extravagant blowout wedding, she wrote. With some help from a local psychic, red flag alert, they decided on a destination wedding to Aruba. The total cost, oh, my bad. 60000 For those of you cre keeping track, that leaves 45000 unaccounted for. So, how could we have our dream wedding that we dreamed of without proper funding, she asked. 
Good question. Perhaps the answer is you can't. No, no, you can't. Like you, if you're, if you, holy fuck, hey. how fucking stupid is this woman? She did what etiquette would agree no one should ever do. She asked her guests to foot the bill for the extravagant destination wedding she couldn't afford. We sacrificed so much and only asked each guest for fifteen hundred dollars. That's right, only fifteen hundred dollars. It's unclear whether these are American or Canadian dollars, well, listen, since we don't know for sure where Susan lives. They could be Mexican pesos. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, I said shit. you don't like it's a ton of money. You, you don't charge admission to your wedding. That's what she's doing. <laughs> okay, That's what so she did. Is, now this is the Huffington Post dot ca. By the way, so oh, this God. next paragraph is for our American friends. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, the maid of honor. Which is spelled the American way for that for what it's worth. Yeah, that's, that's just spell check. So go away. <sighs> offered five thousand dollars, and the Grimm's family offered three thousand, and then only eight people answered yes to the RSVP with a fifteen hundred dollar check. Jesus, these eight really? people need to be hunted down and slapped. Yeah, yeah, at the at the Susan. very least. Susan, of course, is horrified by that. But the fact that eight people were actually willing to go along with her request rather than zero is actually astonishing. Yeah. If they were trying to cover 45000 that meant 30 wedding guests got the request for $1,500. Eight out of 30 ain't bad. Well, okay. If that, if that it was just to cover, then it would be 30. I have a feeling this broad invited like hundreds of people. Oh, at fifteen hundred dollars a pop. So, like, okay. she's probably she probably has a guest list of like two hundred people of her closest friends and relations. It gets better. Oh, it, uh, how could it possibly get better? It gets better. It gets better. Okay. For reasons that aren't specified and that are probably completely unfair, given just how kind and reasonable she's shown herself to be up to this point, <laughs> some of the people who pledged money including the groom's family and the maid of honor, began to rescind their offers. Yeah. A GoFundMe account raised only 250 <sighs> Then her loved ones did the truly unthinkable. They told her that she was being unreasonable and asking for too much. Her fiancé suggested a cheap Vegas wedding, a suggestion she did not take kindly to. Her quote in her rant was, Am I some hooch piece of fucking trash? A hooker? They broke up. I have a feeling she dumped him. Oh, or, I don't know. Or this dude wised the fuck up and went, I have to get away from this crazy bitch on the fucking quickest path possible. Oh, shit. Run, dude, run. They got, they got 15. Okay, they saved up 15 grand already, right? That's what the they said. They already had yep. they already had fifteen grand, that, and then eight people gave them fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred more, plus what? So and pl plus what? Eight grand from the maid of honor, sister, and the the yeah, the, the groom parents. Okay, so they got fuck close to twenty five grand already. That's a hell of a fucking party. Yeah, yeah. You go. Okay, you go to Vegas. Go to the little white chapel drive through, have a quickie. Get I, do, by Elvis. I do, I do. 
and you still got $23,000 to blow in Vegas. Oh, shit. You could, like, you're getting a great suite at a really good hotel, and you're going to party your asses off for a week. Yep. Don't even Excuse think me, about getting I on the desk. I, I got a cat that's aiming for my desk, too, so. <laughs> he's down here by all the wires, and he's chewing. Yep. You ever seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Fuck yes. <laughs> the, ow, 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 son of a bitch, you little. Oh, he switched from the wire to your toe? Yeah. Fucker, kick him. We should, he's part Siamese, and I swear to God, we should have named him Wolverine. Because when his claws come out, they come out like wolverines. Oh. And they're just as long. That's terrifying. But they come out in sections. Like, put boxing. And there's this, like, claw. <laughs> put, put boxing gloves on them. How? Oh, he drew blood, too, little bastard. You know- You're lucky I didn't get a pedicure today or I'd be really mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> messed up my pedicure. Fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute, though. Yeah. He's uh, called, his name is Onyx, but my husband calls him Prince Onyx. <laughs> that's Because he walks through this place like he owns it. The well, dog's afraid of him. Well, he's an entitled little bitch, so fucking and I mean, slap seriously, him all the, all the dog has to do is step on him, and that's the end of the cat. There you go. Yeah, but dogs are dumb that way. Okay, so. <laughs> carrying on. Carrying on. Someone who identified herself as Susan's cousin added some background info. Susan has long been entitled, but has never before been this obnoxious, she says. She grew up on a farm and in recent years has gotten deeply into the Kardashians, social media and designer labels. When I try to analyze her and her entitled behavior, I believe deep down she's very insecure about her status and how she stacks up to others, the cousin wrote. She also doubts Susan is actually going to go to South America. She's never been outside of the U.S., apparently. And said she suspects Susan may have been drinking when the post was published. It was only up for about 15 minutes before it was deleted, she says. (laughs) (laughs) This is like like anything else in life. This is a teachable moment. Don't air your grievances on Facebook, especially after possibly throwing back a bottle of whiskey. No, well, that that broad is not drinking whiskey. That broad, <laughs> she's drinking oh. like naked grape wine or skinny skinny bitch wine. Oh yeah, she's, girls' night out or yeah, something like girls that. girls' night out, some shit like that. Like early shit. <clears throat> she's got fifteen grand in the bank, and she spent about five of that on cases of uh, wine to fucking drown her sorrows about her groom coming to his goddamn <laughs> senses and was like, "Get yeah. me the fuck out of here." No shit, that was just a glimpse into what his future life was going yeah. to oh, be like he was probably sitting there one day at probably like a rehearsal party or something and he looked over at the sister that who's who's the uh the maid of honor and he looks at her and he has a moment of clarity the the the, the bride-to-be is probably like just fucking railing on a fucking priest or like the father no you're saying it wrong and the dude looks over at the uh, the sister and he goes, she, I heard that. she, she's, she's a crazy bitch, right? And the sister goes, yeah, she's fucking nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and the groom goes, I should probably fucking go. <laughs> and the sister goes, run, dude, run. The sister goes, take me with you. And he goes, 
fuck yeah, let's go. And they fuck off. Yep. That's that's how I see this story going. So, Oh, my God. I couldn't even begin to imagine what my family would have said if I had told them I wanted $1,500 from each of them. Oh, mine would still be laughing. Mine would still be laughing at me. Like, <laughs> you're fucking stupid. I would be married. Yeah. Oh, you, you want you want $1,500? No. Fuck you. you idiot. Shit, I think my entire wedding, meal included, cost ten grand. Oh, fuck. Okay. I got married on the cheap. Like I said, uh, I'd been been with uh with my wife for a couple of years then we decided to get hitched it cost like 75 bucks for a marriage license and probably another 100 bucks to get a um wasn't justice of the peace it was uh just a, an efficient yeah so okay my wedding cost me 200 bucks yeah ours well ours was about 10 grand my mom made my dress for me so I didn't have to buy a dress. She made it. Yeah. And we did it at the local hotel because they have this beautiful atrium where the pool is and yep. it's all open glass. Got married in March because we could do that on the cheap. Nice. <laughs> we had already planned to take our two boys to um, Florida for March break. Oh, perfect. Perfect. And we decided we would get married the week before and then that would be our honeymoon. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah. You yeah I mean, the biggest cost, my mom, being my mom, wanted a nice plated dinner. Oh, okay. Here, here's so, KFC. They have plates. We we chose turkey <laughs> so everybody would get, you know, sleepy after and go to the bar. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, that didn't quite work out. Open Our, bar? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> we did have two fountains. Ooh. One was alcoholic and one wasn't. Fancy. And very fancy. Unfortunately, we weren't watching our youngest boy <laughs> the entire time, and he was snitching out of the alcoholic Not fountain. A boy. So one o'clock in the morning, when the DJ was packing up, he's still out there on the dance floor with one of the groomsmen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Meanwhile, we're like, we just want to go the fuck to bed. Dude. <laughs> I mean, we've been together for four years at this point, so. It was basically just a party for the family. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically like yeah. we, we got married. There was my mom, my dad, my brother, his wife. That was it. Preacher. And I it. think that. if it wasn't for the promise that he had made to his grandmother, we probably wouldn't have gotten married when we did. Oh. We had made the decision we were going to have one more child. Yep. And he wanted a legal one. And this was a drunken New Year's Eve decision. Oh, those are the best. And he promptly, we came home from, you know, a really good New Year's Eve, and we were both bombed, and he promptly flushed all my birth control down the toilet. <laughs> and we had talked to the doctor, and he said, oh, yeah, you know, it could take up to a year because you've been on it for so long. I mean, our boys were 8 and 10 at the time. Yeah. So I'd, you know, 8 years. And, yeah, 8 days later, I was pregnant. <clears throat> I don't know. And then, holy cow, Phil, my husband turns to me and he says, oh, shit. Well, what do you mean? Oh, shit. No, 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 dude. We talked about this. You can't say, oh, shit. Now it's a little late for that. He had made his grandmother a promise that he would never have any kids out of wedlock. Oh, now the boys. I had the boys before I met him. Um, I've been with him since 
our middle boy was almost a year old, so okay. he's dad to them. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he's like, oh, shit, I promised my grandmother I'd never have a child of my own out of wedlock. Do what now? <laughs> is, gra- okay, now is, is, grandma, is grandma still alive? This Not anymore. No, but, but she at, was the, at, at the time. Point. Okay, at the at time, the time yeah. yes, she was. So okay, was his grandfather. She, grandma would have been pissed. Uh, yeah. And considering she already kind of wasn't quite sure if she was fond of me. <laughs> I brought her lilies for her birthday because they were pretty. Nobody told me they were funeral flowers. Wow. So you, uh, you wished grandma an early death on her birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't this woman like you? I don't know. <laughs> she liked me at the end. But <laughs> now keep in mind, this okay. we got married in March. I got pregnant the 8th of January. We didn't find out I was pregnant till about the mid of February. We had 7 weeks to plan a wedding. <laughs> 7. <laughs> it's possible. Like, what the hell? It's possible. So I called my mom and I'm like, "Mom, guess what?" You have seven weeks to plan a wedding. Love you. Bye. <laughs> she did. Moms are great. She's good at, she's yeah. good at shit like that. All right. We're at um, 53 minutes. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got one more story or do you want right. to? Are no, you? Go. All right. Okay. Uh, toddler shows New York State Trooper drugs during mom's traffic stop. Oh, no. <laughs> the girl I had been. Yep, the girl had been turned. Turned over to relatives. Uh, the girl has been turned over to relatives, and Albany County Child Protective Services was notified notified of the arrest. Oh, that's wow! That's fantastic. <laughs> a New York uh, New York State Police say a toddler showed a trooper a bag of marijuana during a traffic stop, resulting in the arrest of the child's mother and the man she was riding with. State police say two troopers stopped a car Thursday outside of Albany, New York, and found the butt ends of marijuana cigarettes in the ashtray. And a three-year-old girl who wasn't uh, wasn't in a child's uh, car seat. Oh, jeez. Yeah, okay, so, so they, yeah, that kid needs to be taken away. <laughs> yeah, the, the cops went, what the... They probably saw the kid rolling around in the back seat, and that's what probably made them pull him over. Uh the police say while one of the troopers questioned the driver, the girl reached under a seat and showed the other trooper a bag of marijuana and a smoking pipe. Oh, my God. The 26-year-old man driving the car and the girl's 33-year-old mother were charged with child endangerment. The girl has been turned over to relatives in Albany County. Uh, child Protective Services was notified of the arrest. She's three. You're still carrying a diaper bag. Hide that shit in the bottom of the diaper bag. Yeah, well. What the hell is wrong with these people? Lock your kid in a car seat so she can't oh. get anything. There's that, too. So. Okay, I'm not making that mistake again, cat. <laughs> yeah, so I figured that that might be a pretty good story to end on. Is it? <laughs> with, with legalization right around the corner for Canada, that is cautionary tale. Is, is, it's not going to change anything. It, they think it's going to cut down on drug crime and it's going to cut down on the illegal dealers and the people smoking it illegally. No. The people smoking it illegally are still going to smoke it illegally. Yeah. And the people are already using it like it's legal. Yeah. So the, 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 pe- the people growing like people growing it 
aren't going to stop because God no, because you're not going to get the quality no. and the punch from the legal shit. No, <laughs> no, you're definitely not. But it's, it's fucking crazy. But like I said, put your kids in a car seat, drive normally, keep your weed and diaper bag where it's supposed to be. There's your moral of the story. <laughs> if you're going to do illegal shit, when you go out, make it look like you're legal. Exactly. Hide it better. Hide it better. S- Seatbelts, speed limits. Yep. Actually, don't don't drive right on the speed limit. No. A little over, a little under. They'll, they'll pull you over. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, don't be snitching on your co-workers for fucking stealing ham either. Share the ham. Share the ham. And don't ask your guests for fucking money to come to your wedding. Uh, yeah. Don't charge admission. Don't charge admission. That's. <laughs> you pretty much. That's, that, 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 that's exactly what that is. Don't charge admission to your wedding because yeah. nobody's coming. You fuck. <laughs> Anyways. Unless you're famous and you're selling even to still, the general public. Even still, you're selling those pictures of your wedding to TMZ for a million dollars. You're not going to get $1,500 from my fucking uncle from fucking buttfuck Idaho <laughs> who's just coming in. Oh, look, Kim's getting married. Who, who the fuck? Just fucking don't. Don't charge. <laughs> don't be an asshole. Just don't. Okay, don't that's, okay that's the, the real moral of the story here. Just don't. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. All right. On that note. Thank you. All right. Thank you again for stopping by this week. This has been Mike. <laughs> and Stephanie. Of the World of Myth Bits podcast. We will talk with you next week. Got it. Bye-bye. That's what happens when you idolize Kardashian girls. Homeboy needs to run. Run, Polis. And stay off Facebook when you're tipping back the bottle. Just saying. <laughs> okay, folks. We're already coming to the end of this show as we come upon our third episode. Let's see how we are closing out the week. And it is Sheer Darkness, episode 33, called Freaky Fetishes. This one comes out on September 13, 2013. The info reads, This week, Terry and Dave get into a lengthy conversation about the world of freaky fetishes. They examine people who enjoy odd practices such as emetophilia and the ones who are in love with inanimate objects. Greetings, everyone. I am Terry D. Shearer. And I am David K. Montoya. And I bid you welcome to Shearer Darkness. Tonight, for something different, we're going to dip into the sex pot again. And, uh, you know, talk about sex, but not because I really enjoy talking about sex, although I really do enjoy talking about sex. But we're going to uh, talk about sexual fetishes tonight, which is a, it's such a wide open, extreme form of uh, sexual gratification that uh, I think it would lend especially well to a long discussion. Sounds good. <clears throat> okay, so let me try it again. He hit the. the mic. I know, I know, he did. Okay, that sounds good. I mean, I I actually think I can pull up a couple stories, you know, to go along with this episode. Well, you don't you don't have to pull up stories, but uh, 
just you know a fetish is something that is uh, arouses a person sexually but is usually directed toward an object or a thing other than just a person right um, and a lot of there's a lot of crossover between some fetish desires and uh, normal sex. But a fetish can become dangerous if it becomes obsessive. In other words, you can like women with big boobs or women with blonde hair or women with dark hair or whatever and that's fine, but if you can only have sex with women who have big boobs, or only have sex with women who have blonde hair, then that becomes a, an obsession that obviously interferes with your normal sex life. So, fetishes... Well... I, I just I, I did a, a really short search today on on the internet and it's unbelievable <clears throat> how many different and unusual fetishes there are out there and how many different people there are who find these unusual fetishes necessary in order to be sexually fulfilled. And, uh, again, there's a lot of crossover kind of stuff from uh, fetishes to, you know, quote-unquote normal sex. Um, things like you know, bondage and domination, role-playing, these are all activities that take place in American homes every night. But if it becomes something that you have to have in order to achieve sexual arousal and orgasm, then it becomes a problem. I instantly think of David Carradine when you 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 know when you're talking about that absolutely david uh Carradine unfortunately <clears throat> uh died well as a result of uh an auto asphyxiation fetish and and he's not the only person uh he's not the only well known person that uh has died. Uh, uh, as a result of that uh, Bowie, Bodie, Bodie. Von Bodie? Von Bodie. Uh, 1975 also died during an uh, auto asphyxiation uh, game play. Really? See, for all this time, for some reason, I thought it was he had an OD or something. No, no, no. No, his son, Mark, found him. And, uh, of course, Bodie was doing it, he said, seeking religious enlightenment. 
but uh, he had done it five or six times before that, and it only takes one time to uh, kill yourself. Screw the pooch, yeah. Uh, David Carradine had been into, at least according to reports, had been into bondage and auto asphyxiation for years. And anytime you do that on your own, you run the risk of dying. Right. But, again, if it's, if it's the only way you can achieve sexual arousal, then it's a problem. Um, there are just literally thousands of different fetishes that people have managed to uh, claim. And <clears throat> the, the, reason, the reason we're even talking about this tonight is because uh, Dave and I were, were watching uh, a television show this afternoon, and it's a show that pulls videos off the uh, the internet and shows them on TV. Right. And this particular video showed a, uh, I assume it was a Japanese woman, vomiting on this guy. And it wasn't even just vomiting. That shit was like projectile. Every time it was... Yeah, she did good as far as, you know, that goes. And I'm, I'm sure she got paid lots of money for that. And the thing about that is that women especially can make huge amounts of money for performing even on just the internet they don't have to be doing it in person for performing the most mundane tasks like eating women get paid thousands of dollars a week for eating in front of a, a video camera yes and men will cough up box to watch this and they don't even have to be fat women although many fat women do this but uh, if, it, if it excites somebody to watch a woman eat just about anybody any woman can uh, set herself up with a you know a, webcam yeah webcam website whatever and make money eating just something that she would be doing every day anyway. Of course, there you know there are also you know guys who enjoy watching women defecate and urinate and um, I don't know what else. Wash dishes, fuck, <laughs> clean the house. You know, some guys have never seen their wives or anything clean the house, so they'll pay somebody just to watch them do it on on the video. But uh, the list of Potential fetishes is endless, and if you uh, are just really, really, really curious about some of these bizarre fetishes, you can go to YouTube and, and just type in weird fetishes, and page after page after page comes up of people doing the most unusual and bizarre antics. Um, which 
they claim are, you know, sexual in, in orientation, but who the hell knows? I mean, it, it and <clears throat> regardless of what people say, you know, fetishes are born in childhood. And it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be a sexual encounter. I'm talking about young childhood before, you know, people are even sexually active. But something happens to that child that they associate with either happiness or pleasure. And as they become older, that desire to re-experience that pleasure can lead to extreme measures. Ah, so, what have you got? Have you got a story that you know might pertain to this somehow? Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, someone I know quite well, um, I seen him. Well, this has been years ago, but he, I ran into him and he had this like big old bruise on the side of his face, and I was like, "Dude, what? You know what happened to you? What the fuck was up?" And he's like, "You know, just got a little crazy in the bedroom last night." And I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm one of those type of people. I guess I'm just odd in many ways, but I, I don't have any fetishes. I don't have anything particular that, you know, gets me going. But, you know, he, it was like, someone just like wailed on him. It was this, you know, it was dark in the out or dark in the inside, and it was starting to turn green. You know, that greenish color. I mean, somebody beat the hell out of him. And I kept pestering him. I'm like, you know, what, no, what really, what, what really happened? I, I didn't really expect him to say, you know, no, I, I'm telling the truth. I thought maybe he got in a fight or something. And he is one of those type of people that in order for him to achieve any type of pleasure or satisfaction, he has to be roughed up. And, he explained that as he's getting hit or kicked or bit during the process of, of climax, the more he gets beat up, the more intense his climax is. Yeah. And that's not unusual. See, for me, that is. I have to admit. That well, you have to consider <clears throat> your upbringing. True. You know, and you had. Uh, no, well, I, I don't know this for a fact, but just from what, what little you've told me about your childhood, it doesn't sound like you had much in the way of uh, sexual avenues to explore. No. So, and again, since fetishes are developed in childhood, if you had nothing that would, you know... Uh, in, entrance you or, or make you curious about that, then you don't have any. And that's, that's not a problem. It doesn't make you a, <laughs> a particularly weird person. But, uh, so many, so many people have had incidents in their life 
that help develop fetishes. And it just depends on, on where you were and how you were, how you were brought up. I mean, I was brought up in the 50s and 60s. Right. So, I associate certain things with, um, let's see, I don't understand why I associate certain things with pleasure. Because I didn't get pleasure from them when I was a kid, you know. But certain things just long dead space here, dead air, because I'm really, really digging deep into my, my memory here. But uh, I'm talking about like, you know, high heels and stockings and garters and corsets right. and stuff like that. Because I, I saw my mother getting dressed up to go out, and I, I would see her doing this, plus they were, you know, washed and hanging up in the bathroom or whatever. So anyway, for some reason, maybe it was just, I associate that with home or happiness or happy times or something. But that would that would translate later in life to arousal. Hmm. Um, I'm not really sure why, but it doesn't have again. It doesn't have to be a sexual arousal for a young child because they they don't get sexually aroused. Right. But something triggers, you know, something in the brain. Like a lot of pedophiles were abused when they were children, you know. Right, I've, I've read that. Um, but for some reason, women who were abused as children don't become pedophiles. Only the guys? Well, yeah. how, many, yeah, yeah. how many women do you know who, I mean, aside from, you know, teachers who have sex with 17-year-olds or 16-year-olds, but I'm talking about abusing young, young children. Right. Guys do that, women don't. Right. You just don't I, know, I know many women who have been abused when they were children who are perfectly good parents and, and don't abuse their own children, but it's different with guys for some reason. And again, the, the guys were not necessarily sexually aroused because they were being abused, you know, and it was usually a traumatic experience, and yet they still associate that with pleasure. And again, it could just be people who have trouble associating love with affection. Um... They, they, they can't distinguish the two. I, I know that I, I've, I've known someone who uh, was abused as a child. And <clears throat> when she grew up, she associated sex with love. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, I mean, she associated sex with anybody at any love. time. You know, love. And it doesn't work that way, always. But, uh, it, you know, the, the mind gets, you know, bent, twisted, whatever you want to call it, 
and something is triggered and that something is is needed to fulfill a missing part of their lives um, but again I mean I have fetishes yeah but I don't need them every time I have sex right it's just kind of an added bonus well yeah it's a bonus all right but uh, <clears throat> I, I was I was going with one with one lady many many years ago and she must have grown up in the 60s or something because she had a really nice collection of spike-heeled shoes from the 60s mm-hmm. and clothing from, from that time period. And I don't know how we got into her closet, but I, I mentioned that, yeah, I really like you know high heels and those tight dresses and shit. So the next time I showed up at her house, she opened the door and she was wearing one of these tight dresses and high heels and everything. And I'm going, whoa <laughs> <clears throat> But, uh, you know, we had sex plenty of times without... You know that, and uh, yeah, it's a bonus, but it, it isn't something that I have to have, or you know, it doesn't work for me. But uh, <clears throat> there are just so many unusual and seemingly dangerous fetishes. Uh, there are a lot of people who are sexually excited by amputees. You know, if you're missing a limb, a leg, an arm, whatever, that really arouses the some, other person. Some, no, well, yeah, the, the person who's looking at the amputee. Okay, gotcha. They become aroused by that. <clears throat> then there are other people who want to be amputees and are not. And they want it so badly that they are willing to injure themselves sufficiently to have a limb amputated. So that actually falls into a fetish? Well, because it's it's sexual. Ah. They get a sexual high from just thinking about losing a limb. I mean, there was a, there was a lady on TV not too long ago that wanted to be uh, paralyzed. She wanted to be a quadriplegic, well, paraplegic. Anyway, she wanted to have, she wanted to lose the use of her legs. She used to, you know, hang out all day in a wheelchair. She'd go to the doctor in a wheelchair and she'd go out shopping in a wheelchair because she wanted to be paraplegic and she wanted doctors to, you know, cut her spine or whatever they had to do to eliminate the use of her legs. <clears throat> yeah, that's, I, that's uh, one of those dumbfounded looks I have. I know, yeah. That's, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just uh, incredible what people will go through to achieve their goals and uh, sexually satisfying themselves. We talked the other night about necrophilia, you know, people who want to have sex with the dead. Right. And there's a uh, a fetish similar to that 
and these all have, you know, scientific names and everything, and I couldn't even write them all down because there were so many and they're so weird. But, you know, people who like to watch women sleeping in, almost all fetishes are male-oriented. Women have fetishes, but men have ridiculous A fetish. boatload of Yeah. Men. I mean, just like, you know, they, they enjoy, they get off on watching women sleep. And people will break into houses and masturbate just watching a woman sleep. Um, I mean, people will run the risk of going to jail to satisfy a, an obsessive fetish. <clears throat> and there are many fetishes that are just... Uh, between consenting adults is fine. Something that uh, many people do not understand is many women have a rape fantasy. You know, they fantasize about being raped by their s significant other. Right. They don't actually want to be raped, but and this is not a fetish type of thing, but it's a fantasy. Fantasies are, are separate from fantas I mean from fetishes. But I've known many women who have great fantasy and they really get off on it. Sometimes you discover that by accident. And uh, I, I knew I knew one girl who loved to dig her claws, you know, into my back when she was getting really excited, and just you know, rip across the back. And that's not really something I enjoy. <laughs> so the second or third time she tried that, I just I just got fed up with it, and I just took both of her wrists and I held them down. Well, you know, I finished what I was doing. And it turns out that she got really excited by that. And that led us into experimenting with bondage and stuff. So, you know, where she was tied up and I technically raped her. But it was a fantasy and uh, it was consensual and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Right, right. So that's different but I, had a, I, I knew another girl who, and she told me this, she said that if I ever come over and I'm wearing panties that have holes in them, you know, like the seams are split or something, that means I want you to rip them off and, you know, pretend to attack me. And I said, oh, okay. And I had forgotten about that, you know, until a couple of weeks later when we were in bed and getting undressed and everything, and I noticed that she, her panties were torn. And I said, oh. And then I said, oh. <laughs> and I looked up at her, and she just kind of stole me. And uh, so I, you know, held her down and gripped her panties off, and, you know, we did it like that, and she really enjoyed it. So what are you going to do? Those oh. are those are harmless fantasies, though, and and are not necessarily fetish oriented. But uh, 
<clears throat> well, I got another one for you. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to decide. I don't know if this particular person listens to the podcast. Just don't name them. It doesn't matter. I'm not naming anybody. Um, okay, how do I go about telling the story? Uh, okay, I was helping cleaning their, their domain, their area, and um, when we were moving stuff around, you know, we were helping them pack and move out, oh, okay. and um, there was a copious amount of women's lingerie. And I figured, you know, eh, you know, whatever. I didn't, I didn't really put, you know, two and two together at first. But as time well, went well, on, well, why, why did that strike you as odd at all? Because it was hidden under the bed. I mean, was there a woman in the house? No. Ah, well then, that, <laughs> okay, that that could that could pose a problem. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. And. uh through this person's relative, sorry to be so you know so discreet about it, but um, I, I learned that that was one of their things that they liked was to, even though they were completely hetero, heterosexual, that was just their thing. They they their fetish was to wear women's undergarments essentially. So this was. Like two guys living together or something? Um, so, essentially what it was is, for him, he, he had a secret fetish of dressing up in a woman's lingerie and, and well, <clears throat> I guess, taking care of himself. Cross-dressing is, uh, is frequently a heterosexual fetish um, gay men who dress in women's clothing um, are not cross-dressers they are uh, oh shit they call themselves something now impersonators female impersonators oh okay yeah I've heard you know. that before so <clears throat> cross-dressing is almost uh, entirely a uh, heterosexual male fetish. So that's not unusual either. The thing the thing that uh, gets me about that is that women can dress up in guys' clothes all the time. Right. And no one thinks anything about it at all. And uh, many gay women wear men's clothes because they feel more attuned to the male body anyway, but that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's not necessarily a fetish, that's just a gender problem. But anyway. Yeah. Um, well, there's role-playing, too, is, uh, is something that consenting adults do, and there can be role reversals or, you know, gender reversals or something like that. Uh, domination, bondage, whatever. I, I knew a girl once who wanted to 
be fucked with my big toe. Really? Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I thought, well, okay, no problem. Um, and I, I, I um, she was, she got off on it amazingly well. And I, I, I guess that, you know, the second and third toe were stimulating her clitoris or something while I was, you know, doing the old in out in out with my toe. Right. But uh, <clears throat> that I never asked her where that particular desire came from, but somehow or other, when she was younger, it cropped up. <laughs> uh, so there are just uh, lots of people like to wear masks when they have uh, sex. Um, and again, that's just a part of it can be a uh, again a, another rape fantasy. Um, some people, for some people it is a fetish, however, they have to wear a mask when they have sex. There are, for the plushies, right? Yes. Plushies where people dress up like big animals. Yes. I mean, they have conventions and shit all over the country, and they have sex wearing their costumes. Um, That's got to be more of a hassle than what it's worth. I mean, really. Uh, well, apparently not. <laughs> I mean, uh, lots of people dress up nowadays and go to conventions and... Uh, um, other things, you know, cosplay and uh, Star Wars, Star Trek conventions, and I've done that many a time. And if I had had the chance to have sex with a green Nubian woman or whatever from the <laughs> planet Exxon or whatever, I would have done it. My outfit, you know, that's not a problem <clears throat> because uh, wearing a costume or a mask. <laughs> basically hides your identity and you can be someone else they can be someone else and uh, I've had uh, I like Halloween so I, I have lots of Halloween garb Yes. and uh, <laughs> I have uh, donned a mask and a cape <laughs> and other things to uh have sex with women because it was a mutual agreement. And, you know, I mean, simple stuff like that certainly can heighten the situation and make it better for both of you. But, uh, again, it's only if you have to do that every single time in order to achieve a really good orgasm that it's a problem. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, so many times, couples complain, or one part of the, cu of the couple complains that, you know, things have gotten kind of distant in the bedroom, you know, and they aren't having the same kind of sex they had when they were younger. Well, nobody has the same kind of sex they had when they were younger. The only way to uh, keep the sex exciting and having everybody 
want to have sex on a regular basis is to sometimes change the way you do it. If you've been doing it for the same way, if you've been doing it the same way for 7, 10, 20 years, you know, yeah, it could become just routine. So you, you know, switch it up, change it around. Uh, <clears throat> um, have, have, and this has happened to me, have your wife get dressed up and go out to a bar or a restaurant or whatever, and you get dressed up and go out in a separate car or something like that, uh-huh. and meet for the first time, and even though you've been together for years, you know, you meet for the first time, you're pretending to meet for the first time, and, you know, go out and have sex in the car or something. Just, you know, something that's different or exciting or just unusual, something that you never would have done, uh, just to spice things up, change it around, have sex in the bathroom or in an elevator, you know. All of that is, you know, just fun and different, and it's just something that would uh, change things up. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. 
the new Myth Mart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit Myth Mart at www.mythworks.com slash mythmart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra $10, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. Okay, what's that about? <laughs> oh no, I was just I was just reminiscing again on this. Uh, I uh, remember one night <clears throat> I had uh, I I can't say who it was, but anyway, this girl went out with an, uh, a friend of hers, and, <clears throat> and when she came home, she didn't know that I was there, and I came up behind her as she was, you know, closing and locking the front door, and I pretended I was someone else, and, you know... I get you. Yeah. But, uh, she knew it was me, obviously. But, uh, we, we were pretending that it was not And, uh, you know, just that kind of shit. It's another rape fantasy, but we had talked about it previously, so I already knew that that was something she would approve of and would enjoy. So it wasn't a, a big shock or anything. But uh, anyway, we talked about how amputations. Um, people have cast fetishes. You know when you break your arm, you have a cast? Uh-huh on your leg or your body or your arm or something like that. There are people who just become extremely excited over just the sight of somebody in a cast. Is that maybe because it's like a form of restraint or something? Or? Uh, it could be. Um, you know, a lot of times people don't even know why they have certain fetishes. They can't really recall what it was that triggered this but it was you know something that happened in childhood I mean many guys have their first sexual um, sexual encounter with a female um, and they, they get a blowjob okay um, for a lot of guys young guys they, they will have you know blowjobs several times before they actually have uh, intercourse. Right. And frequently those guys grow up liking blowjobs better than intercourse than having sex. Um, 
you know. <clears throat> so that leads me back to the the program that we were watching. You know, just okay. trying to trying to analyze it. Now, what what can just you know? And I'm not saying you know, Doctor Terry, tell me why, but just kind of an off the top whim. What do you think would cause a person to be aroused by being vomited on? I mean, I was writing. I was sitting on the couch, and I know you were watching TV, and, and then I heard you go, oh, 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 and I, I just looked at you, and I seen that you're looking at the TV, and I looked over at the TV, yeah. and then I was like, oh, you know. Yeah. So, what, I mean, what can, <laughs> I have no idea. Even trying to use my imagination in, the, in this situation, you just can't grasp that. I mean, I, I can't. <clears throat> well, yeah, I, I can't grasp it either as to, you know, why someone would find that so sexually arousing. But, and they may not even know, but something happened to them when they were younger. And again, it doesn't have to be an act an act of sex, but sometime during their, their younger lives, there was some sort of pleasurable incident. It involved throwing up. Apparently. Um, it may, it may, well, I'm not even going to guess because I, I couldn't tell you, but, uh, there are uh, many, you know, people who, uh, like, scat, you know, uh-huh. defecating. Uh, people like golden showers, being urinated on, or drinking urine. Yeah, we've seen, uh, actually, a, a clip on that, too. It was a, a video, if I, I've seen it because they had the faces blurred, but it actually looked like two guys... And one guy had his mouth open, and the other guy was pissing in his mouth. Um, yeah, it probably was two guys. That's a fairly common uh, practice. Fetish. I don't know. It just <clears throat> I try to approach everything with an open mind, but a lot of stuff just really confuses me. Well, I don't know if it's because <clears throat> I try to read more into it or. Well, it's just, it's something that, you know, you're not familiar with. I mean, I don't understand why some people will become aroused by vomit or scat or whatever. I mean, but again, it's something that happened to them when they were younger. I mean, there are other fetishes that are much easier to analyze. Like, I I knew a guy who was into infantilism. Oh, were they dressed up like a baby? They dress up like a baby, and they wear diapers. And the the extreme version of that is they will actually, you know, defecate shit in the diaper and have the woman, the mommy, change the diaper and, you know, clean them up and put them in a new diaper and powder them and everything. And that is... You know, a turn-on. Okay. Okay, now, obviously, that comes from when they were younger, and they enjoyed 
that attention that their mothers bestowed upon them. And <clears throat> for whatever reason, they, they regress completely back to the infant age stage. And, you know, they will drink from a bottle, they'll use a pacifier, they'll have play pens set up, you know, where they play with toys and stuff in the play and, pen, depending on how deeply involved they want to get into the, the that fetish. No, but that leads to a sexual pleasure? Yeah. They, they become aroused, and I... I I don't know because I didn't actually get into it that deeply. I don't know whether he actually has sex at that point or whether it's just a masturbatory effort, you know. Right. But, yeah, they certainly get off on it. And, you know, it could be spanking involved as a bad baby you know, being punished. <clears throat> There's just, you know, it, it t- can take all kinds of twists and turns. It just depends on um, how deeply any one person wants to become involved in their particular fetish. Well, I know there's one fetish, and I don't even know the name of it, but it's... You, you look it up online, It's it has to do with furniture and appliances... And it, they have to be, while having sex, they have to be, like, covered with appliances. Or they literally, like, turn a, a couch upside down on top of them while they're having sex. And Yeah, well, you know, I mean, if you... Anything bizarre and weird you can think about, somebody's going to have a fetish regarding. I mean, yeah, I, I know I saw that that particular fetish online today, too. I, but I don't remember the name of it because they're all so weird. But, yeah. And they're fucking long, too. <clears throat> yeah. The names are long, but, it you know, some people become aroused with appliances, gadgets, <clears throat> you know. And they become seriously aroused. And sometimes they cannot become aroused if they don't have those gadgets. I mean, we've seen on TV people who are in love, seriously in love with their automobiles. Yeah. You know, and they will have sex in and on their automobiles, usually by themselves, but it's okay because it's the actual vehicle that is the object of their desire, so they get off on it. I... (laughs) That's, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it seems ridiculous, but obviously, you know, it works for some people. I was gonna say that that literally puts a whole new spin on put it in the tailpipe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's if that's what works for you, and, and no one gets hurt, then I guess you know there you go. But uh, you know, again, where does that come from? Uh, shit, I don't know. But something, something caused that, that to happen. It would be really cool if somebody out there who had a really unusual or peculiar fetish would uh, write in to us and let us know what 
might have occurred in their childhood that uh, causes this to uh, occur. It would be completely anonymous, of course. What email address would they send it to? Uh, Darkness at jasonmon.com. That's S-C-H-E-R-E-R, darkness, at jasonmon.com. But, <clears throat> you know, um, fantasies and fetishes can mix. Um, people have leather fetishes, uh, rubber fetishes. And it's only if it's taken to extremes that it becomes prob- problematic for the person. Uh, there are, oh, <clears throat> actually something something happened during uh, a little break that you listeners weren't even aware of, but David had to carry his, his daughter out of the room. And that reminded me of, <clears throat> actually... He gave her a ride out of the room, so that reminded me of uh, Pony Girls and Pony Boys. This is a elaborate fetish where men and women dress up as ponies, and they have they can go extreme, like they have bridles, they have ears, they have tails. <laughs> Uh, they make special saddles that can be worn over the shoulders. So, for men especially, so women can ride them around. And they do this outside in public. In, well, not in public, but they. These people have ranches and things. Some right, of right. Them, you know, that have lots of money. Some of these fetishes require a lot of money. But yeah, they and, they, and they, these have been on TV. It's been documented. And what are they called? Pony girls. Pony or girls. Pony, pony boys. Um, they'll they'll hook up a couple of people to carts, you know, little carts or uh-huh. wagons or something, and they'll ride around the the ranch or whatever. Uh, and they they have I don't know. I mean, it's. Extremely intense and very, very elaborate. But yeah, that's that's another fetish that uh, people have. And, and we talked the other night about drinking blood. Yes. And there are, there are clubs and uh, bars and stuff in major cities that cater to uh, vampires and... Uh, can't remember what the, the people who give blood are called, but they they are the donors essentially. Donors, yeah, basically, yeah. But uh, yeah, you can either be a vampire or a donor, and either way, it, it's a an extremely sexual uh, objectivity. And there are also psychic vampires who don't <clears throat> drink blood, but they literally drain your life force. And, I've heard of them, yeah. And apparently they, too, uh, experience some sort of sexual gratification from the exchange of life, force and life forces. Um, there are people who 
really, 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 really like corsets. You know, right. it's a fetish, and, and there are both men and women involved in extreme corseting, where they will train their waist to become very, very, very tiny, just, you know, like 22, 26 inches. And uh, that can become problematic health-wise because uh, one one woman who practices extreme corseting had a website years ago that I read through once, and she said that <clears throat> she always has a light meal before she does any extreme corseting because if you compress your insides that tightly the intestines will start to feed on themselves Oh, because the, the walls are pressed up together so if there's not any food or something in there um, that could result in a problem if you do it for hours at a time. So, I mean, there's all kinds of different things. I mean, rubber fetishes, uh, people will sleep on rubber sheets, they'll dress completely in rubber garments, outfits, uh, jumpsuits, jumpsuits, masks, uh, coats, body bags. Um, it's amazing what people will go through to become sexually aroused. I mean, even on uh, Hardcore Con one night, they had a uh, vacuum bag, a rubber vacuum bag, where, and they actually got this customer to crawl into this thing, and it's uh, just basically a big, flat, double-layered rubber sheet thing, and you crawl inside of it, and there's a little breathing tube and you hook it up to a vacuum cleaner and it sucks all the air out and it looks like you know where you have those plastic things the sheets that come down and form fit over or something yes that's what it looked like her body is just like form fitted in this rubber sheet and uh, that is very arousing to some people. It's a form of bondage, but rubber is just very exciting to some people. Uh, you know, and it could go on and on and on and on. I mean, you know, food fetishes, uh, I don't know. I can't even remember anymore some of the stuff that I read about. Well, there's <clears throat> that one chick that's in love with the bridge. Yeah, well, yeah. That was that was another one, yeah. She makes love to the Golden Gate Bridge on almost a daily basis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. Shrug of shoulders and eyebrows go up. I don't know. And then there's a lady that married the Eiffel Tower. I heard about that, yes. Yeah. Um... No alimony, but uh, <laughs> people who who actually love inanimate objects, uh, that's just what they do. Uh, 
You know, I like sh I like women's shoes, but I don't like them without a foot in them. Right. You know, and, but some people will just get off on the shoe itself. Many men will send away for women's used panties, you know. What about that one dude? I, I think we've discussed this off-air, just casual conversation. The dude that uh, he had uh, a balloon fetish. Okay. Was it you or was it somebody else? I didn't have that fetish. <laughs> no, not you particularly. Oh, okay. But, I mean, the conversation. Um, well, we could have. I mean, I've seen a video of a guy who blows up this huge balloon and then crawls inside of it and masturbates inside the balloon. Then there's another balloon fetish where the guy will fill the room up with balloons and then pop them. Yes, that's the one I'm talking okay. about. And, and he gets off, has an orgasm as he's popping the balloons. Whatever, you know, I mean, whatever gets you off. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, I guess it's okay. I think that one... That one can be traced back to the the carnivals or the circus. That's what I'm thinking. Or he had, a, he had a really interesting experience at Disneyland. Well, you know, when I was a kid, people would hire clowns to come to their kids' birthday parties. Chucko and, and uh, different clowns. And, of course, they'd always make balloon animals and everything. And um, Although I don't... Uh, I'm sure there's somebody that gets off on clowns, although most people find clowns pretty creepy. Creepy, yeah. <laughs> then there, then there are women who marry condemned criminals, mass murderers, serial killers. You know, it, that's a fetish. I was going to say that falls under a fetish as well. Yeah, because it's something that. You know, most of the time they, they, they can't even be with them because they're in prison right. or something. And yet they'll go out of their way and change their whole lifestyle so they can uh, be with this guy who's in prison for the rest of his life and who did horrible things to other people. It's kind of like the bad boy syndrome. Oh, okay. Because um, I know... When I was younger, back in my bar hopping days, I would frequently go to the bar, um, and since I wasn't going to, you know, meet anybody, I just went as I was, you know, grumpy looking with a baseball cap and, you know, torn up Levi's or whatever, and I'd, I'd just go and I'd go with my friend and I'd drink. Right. And I got hit on more times looking like a grub when I'd go to the bar than I ever did when I went anywhere dressed up. Interesting. Because I looked bad, you know? Right, right. And I, I know that on one occasion, I, uh, I, I made a date with a girl in a bar the next night and the next night we were meet, meeting at a restaurant and the night before at the bar I had been all grubbied out and everything and the night I went to meet her at the restaurant I dressed up and there was a real look of 
not displeasure, but surprise or well, she was disappointed, I guess, because she was expecting the bad boy, and I wasn't the bad boy anymore. We still had sex. <laughs> we had dinner and had sex, and that was fine. But yeah, I could tell by her face when she saw me coming up to her that something was wrong, and it was just because she thought I was going to be the bad boy, and I wasn't. But anyway, it, it, it blew me away that I would always get hit on by women when I was the bad boy. You know, I wasn't even trying to be a bad boy. I was just usually hurts. depressed and miserable, and I just didn't feel like shaving or, you know, getting dressed up or anything, and, and I got hit on every fucking time that way. So, women are crazy. <laughs> but, hey, whatever floats your boat, gets you going, whatever you want to call it. Get your motor running. Yeah, they did that. But, uh... <laughs> It's it's just it's just amazing and freaky to think that uh, there are so many people out there, and you you pass them every day on the street. You work with them every night or every day, and you never really know what is going on in their heads or what goes on in their in their bedrooms. And sometimes you don't want to know, but uh, it's just amazing. Weird, kinky, <laughs> but uh, it's fun too, I guess. Uh, what can be, you know, nauseating and despicable for some people can be, you know, the highlight of their day or their life for other people. So, what are you gonna do? Make a podcast about it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> have have it be useful for something, you know. But uh, it's all out there. Very weird. Very, very, very weird. I think it's more easy to to obtain now, especially with like the internet. There's more. It, it's plus with the you know social media and all that. I think. Well, Craigslist and everything else. Yeah. Um, pretty much instant gratification. Yeah, again, you can go on the internet and you can find someone who will do what you want them to do. You know, cost online you money. Yeah. with a video camera or a web camera or something like that. And uh, it's still pretty much uh, anonymous. You know, you can pay them and watch them and get off and uh, go back to your wife and kids and no one's the wiser. Yep. Which I guess is safer than having to go out and actually try to find some find it, you know. So, but uh, so many people will still risk their lives and their their social standing and their families and everything else to uh, take care of a fetish, and I mean, you know, sometimes you can just bring it up to your to your mate and. Things will work out, not always, but uh, especially if it's a really, 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 really weird fetish. But uh, in this day and age, you can pretty much take care of that, you know, online somehow or other. 
or pay somebody to do it for you. Take care of it. Money talks. And it's, uh, you know, sex prostitution is the oldest business, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it's still going strong. I mean, when I worked for the novelty company years ago, I mean, there is so much money in that kind of weird stuff. Now, would that be considered a fetish? Or could it be considered a fetish? What? You know, someone that's specifically into prostitutes. Oh. Uh, sure. You know, I mean, most men go to prostitutes, um, A, for uh, anonymity, or B, because they don't get at home what they want from a prostitute. And for the most part, that's just a blowjob. Right. You know, and if you can't get a blowjob at home, then, you know, a prostitute is the easiest way to take care of it. But uh, many men don't consider that cheating. But some men will go to prostitutes for just regular sex. And I, I don't know why. You know, you that's get, one of those ones that has always baffled me on. You know, you know, you can get regular sex anywhere. For free. Usually, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might cost you a dinner or a movie or something or a drink, but uh, yeah, most women will uh, gladly give you free sex. At least they used to. I haven't been out searching for a long time but yeah it used to be you could pretty much get whatever you needed um, anywhere but this has been definitely one of the most interesting topics we've ever covered yeah well we we only scratched the surface because I mean there is just so much more that uh, we haven't even talked about so sit back and here we go for another six hours. <laughs> yeah, well, we could. But uh, seriously, if anybody out there has any, you know, kind of, you know, kinky, weird shit they want to have us talk about or they want to just, you know, share with uh, the listeners, drop us a line, an email, or... Uh, Contact me on Facebook, Terry Shearer, I'm there. And ShearerDarkness at Jasonmon.com. Jasonmon is our, our, you know, parent company, by the way. If you're listening to us on Stitcher or, or iTunes or whatever, they get the podcast from Jasonmon. So that's where we're based. So it's ShearerDarkness at Jasonmon.com. That's our email. Uh, whatever. I mean, I know... You're, There's plenty of people out there with secrets and uh, weird shit that they're hiding away. And sometimes you just want to talk about it. And you can do it anonymously. We certainly won't use your name or anything, but... Yeah, but... yeah. yeah. I I was going to say... 
But, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt to say, you know, James from Newtown, you know. Or, you know, whatever. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah. Too many good things, and too many weird shit. Too many weird shit. Too much weird shit. So. Are we gonna wrap it up then? Yeah, okay, we're gonna wrap it up. Um, but I'm sure we will uh, come back to this topic again. So anyway, uh, thanks Dave for sitting in, and to all of our listeners out there, thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you again or talk to you again next week alright then good night for now and I'll let Dave sign us off alright here uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up real fast before I say good night is just how much more enjoyable it is to do a podcast face to face it is it, it, you know no joking or anything it, it is it's a lot more enjoyable well yeah I, I agree with you and uh you know, and while I think, and I think while uh, you know, our past episodes have been good. I think the the episodes starting from thirty on up to now uh, just has amplified because of you know, there's no there's no pause in in reaction. There's no pause in to give give me time to respond it's, right. it's literally on the spot well I agree with you sure uh, yeah it, it makes a big difference to have uh, immediate interaction so I just want to put that out there I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot more and uh, I look forward to our podcast good deal me too alright folks well that's it for this week for Terry D. Shear, I am David K. Montoya and I bid you all a good night that was a great, interesting note to end on. I hope you enjoyed the three episodes for this week. Come back next week, and I promise to pick three more episodes from the Jason Modcast archive for your enjoyment of at least three hours of audio entertainment right here on Flashback Fridays.